This episode of the Esoteric Order of Roleplayers is brought to you in part by the generosity of our backers on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash esotericrp to find out how you can become a backer too. Esoteric Order of Roleplayers present 13 Candles, a Vampire the Masquerade Duet Chronicle with Desiree Valdez and David Larkins. nothing to do with 13 candles say is it vampire related <sighs> oh what are you talking about future plans for certain characters i'm just thinking about things we've talked about and i don't even have my mic set up right now. okay that's better uh whatever <laughs> All right, you ruined it Thank oh, you wow. That. That's, that's a good note to start <laughs> off on. You ruined it. <sighs> we just haven't recorded in a while. Just one-on-one. It's so been too long. I'm trying to get my my story straight, as it were. <laughs> and, gosh. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. So, thoughts. Talk to me. Thoughts are... Um, this oh, is the final, wow. Final session. You might have to turn the gain down because I am hurting right now. You're... Apologies. It's painful. Oh, are, are you saying that, that a huh. loud or annoying noise in your headphones might uh, might provoke a visceral reaction? Hmm. 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 Yeah, because I talked about a ha- pain I having a mild misophonia. Well. Yeah. Oh, no. It affects me, too. No, I think I, ha- like I mentioned earlier, I think I might have a mild case of misophonia. <laughs> so if I hear something, it really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Like you slurping. Okay, well, that's fair. You slurping, you serping. <laughs> no, don't do it. <laughs> Just scrap this whole thing. No, this is, this is gold. This is what people tune in for. <laughs> 
Okay, you just, again, you just ruined it. <laughs> Ruiner. Anyways. Uh, Let's yeah, talk it's about the final, what we're here for. It's the final countdown. Mm, yeah. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I oh. mean, it's been a while. It's not been that long. <clears throat> it's probably been about a month since our last session. I think the last, I think of the last. Um, yeah, things got away uh, from us. Broadcast <laughs> was maybe three weeks ago. Right. But yeah, no, not- things did get away from us. Real life intervened hmm. and um i don't want to say intervened but interposed interposed you're right you're right and um it was all we could do to keep the sunday game going basically <laughs> <laughs> true and true um but at the same time i think the other thing that's been going on is that i'm going to be sad to say goodbye to this chronicle oh although it does feel like it's at the right time i don't want to i don't want jessica jones it and uh overextend the narrative yeah um that went way that went way too long (laughs) way too long and of course anyone listening to this in the future um the future will just be power streaming and that that gap won't mean anything to them and so talking about it is pointless yeah so let's jump into the let's jump into your thoughts on your character okay where you'd like to see her go Mm -hmm. what you're what you're thinking your thoughts are as we are as we are convening this final session all right so you asked me yesterday i believe or the day before Mm. Whether I had any intention to ever play Charlotte again. So that in and of itself, I'm like, what? <laughs> we're, so, at, we're at the end game. Right. As opposed right. to me telling you like, okay, so I have Aaron's whole trajectory planned out from second chronicle, third chronicle, and then there's going to be three more. <laughs> and then there's going to be three more after yes, that. I know. You want a trilogy of trilogies. I would love nine chronicles. That sounds crazy. But I think there's enough story there. I mean, sure. I've heard of people <laughs> running vampire for years. But that doesn't seem to me like people who are really taking into account how a story is oh, created. Oh, they don't run it as well as we do. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying like we have very specific, um, we put controls on it mm. in order to for it not to become the sprawling, mm. you know, dot-seeking, min-maxing kind of an experience. I, I think to be fair to the the, the person yeah. that I, you know, last heard referencing a multi-year uh, Vampire Chronicle, mm-hmm. it wasn't so much that they were trying to min-max. It's just that after playing weekly eight-hour sessions for six years uh, in a row, by the by the end of it, they just couldn't help but have had every basically every dot filled in mm. practically, you know, and that and then it's like, well, I guess I'll take my fifth dot in technology yeah even i though, don't i think that, then it's like what's the point of exactly that? it gets um, like don't do that like you don't have to do that yeah it seems a little um uh weird uh, addictive compulsive maybe i don't know yeah I don't know. not that we'd know anything about that but no. uh no I, I i hear what you're saying as far as charlotte goes case in point i think i am satisfied with this single chronicle like I, i'm not seeing her being a recurring chronicle subject. That's, that's what I'm like. Do you want to play another chronicle with her? Right. No, I, I think I would want to... Well, first of all, I think it's going to be a while before I'm, I'm a player on the player side again. Really? Yeah. 
You know, what makes you say that? Well, realistically speaking. How I mean, so? Well, we're going to run Aaron's second chronicle. So there's that. I want to run a mage chronicle for Jen. Ah. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Oh. And um, that means less time for Aaron. No, it'll just be during our, our fallow periods in between the Aaron uh, stuff. Hmm. And we want to run something else for Amy. And then and then yeah, we need to get back to Amy too. So you know that's three right there. Um, but when I do return to the player size, I'm sure I eventually will. Um, yeah, no, I, I would I would want to try something else. You want to play Wizards Incorporated? Yeah, but whatever. Tremere style, like a Tremere thing. Yeah. Um, what about the Tremere appeal to you? I don't know. It it goes back to my um, my earliest encounters with the game and just kind of reading up on the different clans and I don't know. There was something about them that sort of grabbed me at that time. It might be it might be productive for me to go back and reevaluate why that is. You know, because sometimes you have something that nests itself in your brain at a young age. Yeah. And then 20 years later, you're like, wait, why do I still like this? <laughs> you know? Right, like, right, right. Or, or, you know what? I, I realized I found out years ago that this wasn't at all what I thought it was. Mm. But I'm still kind of carrying the torch. Like GURPS, for example, for me personally. Right, right. You know? <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I find them interesting because of their... Because of both the in-game lore, mm-hmm. you know, where they're sort of um, they're they're simultaneously responsible, partly responsible for forming the Camarilla in the first place, but it was completely self-serving because they wanted a a larger, uh, you know, sort of um, well, Camarilla to mm-hmm. you know nest within and hide themselves, you know, yeah, uh, and and so. You know, once they accomplish that goal, it's like, all right, fuck all y'all, we're off, we're gonna go do our own thing. Don't talk to us, please. It sickens me. You know, <laughs> like so. There's that. I like the poli- Like they're they're among the most political of the clans, and I kind of like that. Yeah. You know, for like high level political games and that kind of thing. Right. Also, I just think thaumaturgy is a much better discipline for a player than it is for the storyteller, because as you have experienced yourself, having to navigate all of those paths and rituals and everything else it's tricky you know it's, it's it is tricky at least with like a normal discipline you're usually just dealing with five different variables right and it's like oh wait what was obfuscate three again oh right 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 okay it's that one yeah you know whereas it's like with thaumaturgy it's like oh for god's sake. <laughs> you know like it's like you know dozens of different things you know it's yeah. like uh it's like a wizard in D D. you know it's like you've got just page after page after page of spells and and um you really have to do your homework in order to run one of those characters effectively. Yeah. Uh, whereas for a player, that's fun because it gives you plenty to kind of sink your teeth into mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. And just contemplate and plan and go like, you know, Oh yeah. Yeah. And then I'm going to get this ritual mm-hmm. and then I'm going to get, I'm going to start putting dots into this path. Right. That path's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn how to make gargoyles, right. et cetera, et cetera. Right. You know? Right. Right. So, Learn how to make gargoyles. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> you disgust me. Um, so yeah, no, they're they're a very interesting clan in that sense. And um, <laughs> yeah, I've just kind of got this this vision of like an older gentleman who who gets embraced into the Tremere, mm-hmm. and he's kind of an Alan Moore type guy. Yeah. 
maybe Alan Moore across the George Carlin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like the uh, Satanist who I uh, gave a library card to many years ago. Mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets he gets recruited somehow. Yeah, he's kind of a charlatan and yeah. and, and a poser. You know, like he just likes all the imagery and yeah. like the sort of Anton LaVey Satanism and mm-hmm. and uh, all that kind of like like maybe he gets embraced in the seventies. You know, when he when that's real kitschy and and in. You know, he gets like accidentally embraced. Maybe like, not even accidentally, but like. Uh, maybe almost as a prank, you know, or or something. It's like, oh, you want you want to see the real shit. You want to yeah. see how this really works, right? You know, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's just a vague concept at this point. But what would be interesting, since the Tremere is so group oriented, what would be interesting for a uh, duet chronicle would be a lone Tremere kind of in en- enemy territory, like either as a Justicar. Mm-hmm. Or um, an archon. Yeah, you'd have to be going into hostile territory. Yeah. Like you'd have to. It'd be a single. Yeah. Tremere and like. Yeah. You're just like I was sent here to do X, Y, or Z. Well, it could be just. It could be a very red list focused mm-hmm. chronicle where yeah. it's like you pick one of the antagonists from yeah. the red list. Yeah. And it's like that's my target. Right. And the entire chronicle, it's like Manhunter. The entire chronicle is yeah. me trying to yeah. bring this guy down. And that would be fun. And the reason, uh, you know, I have to go in alone is because it's in not friendly. It's either Sabbath or Anarch territory that this uh, yeah. red listed person is like hanging that. out in. Yeah, I like So that I have idea. to keep on the down low. Right. Can't let any, you know, they can know I'm a canine, obviously. I can't protect myself from aspects, but, right. but they can't know I'm Tremere. Right. You know, and I, I think that would be I'd good. I'd be like, hello, I'm a La Sombra, you know. <laughs> so, oh my God. <laughs> Like, why do you think Lasombra talk like that? Don't they? <laughs> womp womp. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, that, uh, that would be cool. Yeah, that would. would be cool. Just as cool as oh. a dog All right, dog's quiet. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Tremere for you. Any other thoughts? Um. Yeah, no, I'm just sad, you know, to say goodbye to this chronicle. It's been going on for a while. I mean, yeah. The you know, I know we had a pretty big gap with the prelude sessions, but I think the very first one was back in March. Wow. And, yeah. Huh. So it's taken up most of the year, one way or the other. True. Although it's been mostly our summer into into autumn. Mm-hmm. So, good job, by the way. Duh! Don't. I'm not done yet. <laughs> yeah, but to even get to this point, you you know, you kept it going. True. And, um, you know, I mean, yeah, it's been a really cohesive uh, narrative, you know. I'm glad. Yeah. That's a good thing. I, absolutely. As a player, I feel very satisfied with the arc. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's too much faffing about, you know. <laughs> too much, but there was a little bit. Not even a little bit, really. <laughs> it was all pretty. It was pretty. Uh, yeah, it was pretty on on target, on focus. Good. So I don't, know, I don't know how much scrambling you were doing behind the scenes, but um, came across as pretty uh, pretty self assured, I'd say. That's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was some kind of like ooh, you know. Mm-hmm. And well, that's good. That means I'm doing my job as a player. Yeah, you you were throwing out <laughs> a lot of different things, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like I'm I'm a more um, mm, 
shall we say, self-assured or confident player now than compared to when we started? Um, yeah, I think you're willing to take more risks, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think that's that shows that maybe you're willing to take more initiative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I think overall, you know, you're showing, I think, more engagement. Mm, mm. Yeah, I don't think you have that many opportunities to play. So I feel like, you know, you're you're learning more, you're getting better. How would you rate my growth over the arc of this chronicle? For this for this chronicle? Yes. With this particular, like, game? Sure. Uh, let's see here. I would say you were started at probably like, like on a scale of one to t- one. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, with one being like you know sending stupid, you know, just like wasting time or mm-hmm. like why am I even here? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think. What's a ten? A 10 is someone who's, like, writing a lot of stuff and, like, contributing a lot mid-session and, like, in between sessions. So someone who would feel motivated to brag about on a Discord channel, for example. It's <laughs> giving a shout-out to James's Nameless Player. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah. yeah, I would say... <laughs> I would say anyone who's willing to really engage on that level. Super involved in the game, mm-hmm. both in the session and out mm-hmm. of the session. That's a 10. Contributing a lot to the, to the session itself. Narrative. Uh-huh. Driving, helping to drive the narrative. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would say you started at about a three. Wow. That's rough. And then I think you've, you've gone up to about a eight, eight and a half. Okay, I'll so take it. That's a good amount of growth. A three, though, huh? You're kind of just sitting there. <laughs> How very dare you? Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I, it's just my, there's always room for improvement. Right. Listeners, what do you think? <laughs> oh, my God. No. Dude. You know I wouldn't be saying that if I agreed with you. Oh, man. <laughs> no, but like, David started at a one. Oh, shit. Desiree, you're too generous. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will send each listener who rates my playability $10 per point that you award me. What? <laughs> They'll all give me tens, baby. Oh, my God. $100. No. All right. Let's do not. Anything else you want to add? You said you feel sad. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Yeah, I guess so. I guess there's knots to do, but press forward. <laughs> Not to do, but press forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So when we last left off. Yeah, where did we leave off last? Well, we left off on a bit of a cliffhanger that was immediately retconned into <laughs> cliffhanger 1.5. What did you think of that? Oh, hey, how would you rate my uh, jamming or oh, my storytelling? Shit. Wait, let me pause the music. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> All right, well, we got to find our terms. So what is a one storyteller? 
I don't know. I'll tell you what me. a one storyteller is. What, what it's I, yeah. No. It's <laughs> oh, you. Oh wait, you already said that. It's reading a whole chronicle. It, it is. It is literally. That's what I did for Giovanni. It is literally. No, you didn't, because it is literally sitting in a chair with the with a published adventure in front of you, reading off of that published adventure verbatim without actually, you know, barely even changing the pronouns from a third person to a second person. Right. Um, you know, tense. <laughs> yeah. And that would be a one. <laughs> okay. And then, and then having the adventure end with like, a, you know, an NPC de- dependent dice roll off screen that you don't even uh, nominate the stakes for. And then you just tell everyone they're dead. So. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> it's bad. That's a one. A 10 would definitely be um i don't know if i don't know if anyone can consistently maintain a 10 oh no i think that's right? possible yeah whereas i think it is possible for a player to be at 10 pretty consistently yeah but a 10 for a storyteller is you know it's like running a session that people are just going to uh you know remember for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. you know like it's just going to be um something that really transports people uh brings out their like strengths. visceral emotional oh. response right yes and and also plays to their strengths as um I, I guess a consistently 10 storyteller would be uh somebody who knows how their group operates and is able to consistently deliver content that is going to appeal to the majority of the group at all times mm-hmm. you know so if you have a lot of power gamer types you're going to give them what they want in terms of power-ups and opportunities to be awesome and that kind of thing whereas if you have a lot of story-driven players you're going to give them plenty of opportunities to get you know all melodramatic Mm -hmm. and have their plot twists and their love triangles and Mm -hmm. everything like that so a a 10 storyteller is somebody who is very responsive Mm -hmm. to what the players want and is able to adapt their own style and still have fun right but adapt it to you know a way that's going to fit the group as well. Yeah. So, with that in mind, mm-hmm. as far as where I would put you, now I feel you've been fairly consistent. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, there's definitely been growth, but it's not as been it's not been as dramatic as mine. Because hmm. I think you started out pretty strong. Yeah, and I've never run a chronicle ever. Right. This is the first one I've ever done. I know. I've never done anything else. No. Aside from published stuff. Yeah. And that's not like a, that's not even really a chronicle. No, that's not. (laughs) So this is my first time doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you did run a little mini Pendragon thing uh, many years ago, five years ago or so for the group, you know? Yeah. That was, we talked about that, but I mean, talking about like, like World of Darkness. No, oh, sure. You know, yeah. Vampire. Like, I've never read anything. No, no. Yeah, and that's the thing, is that this was mostly original content. Uh, I'm going to tell you it's, like, I mean, aside from some of the NPCs. Yeah. Only a handful were the ones that were actually already created. Mm-hmm. I made everybody else up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I could go through the list and Yeah, maybe we'll tell do that you. if we've got time at the end of the session. Yeah. But, I mean, I made up everybody. Yeah. I know you did. So, in that regard, I would... Because also, also on the spectrum is, is preparation, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and kind of knowing your <clears throat> shit, mm-hmm. you know. Which I barely pulled off. <laughs> hey, all you got to do is stay one step ahead of the players. 
So. All right. Um, I think you started. I say you started at like a six. Whoa. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You okay. Were, you were you were pretty good. There was there were some moments where it felt a little. A little forest, like you're just trying to kind of move things along, you know, yeah, yeah. like you had a very specific idea of what you wanted the scene to be. Uh-huh. And you're just, you know, kind of using your NPCs to sort of mm-hmm. bump things along, you right, know. Right. But those are few and far between and certainly much less frequent than most beginning uh, GM types mm. that I've encountered in the past. And uh, I think where you're winding up is um, maybe about an eight as well. An eight. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I went from a seven to an eight? And a six to an eight. A six to an eight. I told you that the growth has not been as dramatic because you started out strong. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, with that said... Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Let's get started. All right. Back to it. Wait. Earn that eight rating. <laughs> you don't want me to dock points right at the end here. So where did we last leave you? <laughs> I had uh, returned to the Pavo Dore. Only took me the whole chronicle to learn how to pronounce it. I feel like I didn't tell you like very well like how to say it. So, is that French? Is mm-hmm. it French? What does it mean? Do you know what it means? No, I don't. What's your? Let's see. Oh, I I speak French. Yes, I have a French merit. So use it. It's just a merit. It's like you either speak it or you don't. Okay. You knew when you walked up and you saw the little sign mm-hmm. that. It was gold. Gold was in the. Mm-hmm. I, I and so the that. word pavo, you're not quite sure. You had a little inkling mm. about what it meant. Mm. So when you went to one of your library things, you're like, oh, I'm going to look it up in mm-hmm. the dictionary. Mm-hmm. And it meant golden poppy. Oh. Hmm. That's the state flower. Oh. <laughs> All right. Interesting. Interesting. Marguerite picked that name out for it. I I assumed as much. Hmm. So. That's very interesting because that foreshadows all the dream-like stuff. It's like being in a, being in an opium-induced. Oh. (laughs) Vision. Okay. Uh, so. Oh my god! I had returned to the Pavo Dore with Griselda, the Rat Queen, mm-hmm. and got her set up in my basement for mm-hmm. a night or two mm-hmm. while she figures out what her next move will be. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was wondering about um, other people, <laughs> namely Emma. And uh, to a lesser extent, um, uh, 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 my sworn enemy. What? Babette? Babette, thank you. How <laughs> could you forget Babette? Oh, it's right there. Babette. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, oh, man. 
Yeah. No, I was brain fart. Um, and uh, so I went up to her room and I knocked on the door and I went in. That's your old room. Yeah, huh? I know, my old room. And I go in and there's two ladies there. Oh. A white haired lady mm-hmm. and a dark haired lady. Mm hmm. And they said, come in and join the party. Mm-hmm. And this is still New Year's Eve, right? Yep. Okay. So that's where we left off. There was no dress and there was no pile of ash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got excited. And then, <laughs> and then I was immediately like, regretted it. Instantly regretted it. But I could have, I like you said, you're like, is there any way you could? And I'm like, no, no. And then I'm like, I totally could have figured something out with it, but I didn't. So, it's fine. It's fine. and I feel like I cheated myself of that opportunity. So, instantly regret it. Seven point five. Go on. <laughs> so, these two women. Yes. One of them looks very young. She has dark, short hair. Mm. She has big blue eyes. Very pale. Mm. She's wearing a little dress, like a short little dress with a little white, like Peter Pan collar, mm-hmm. long sleeves. Mm-hmm black tights and these black shoes like they look like platform Mm. black shoes Mm -hmm. the other one is wearing she has pure white hair silvery white hair Mm. but she looks young Uh, her eyes are very clear she's also very pale but like her she doesn't have like a lot of lines in her face Mm. you recognize them because they visited the uh, pacific ocean park with siraj that one time Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm and so she's wearing essentially like a white pantsuit, like it <laughs> with like a white tie, like it's all white mm-hmm. and like white flared pants, a white blouse mm. and a white, you know, suit jacket mm. and a white, like I said, a white tie Yeah. and her hair is flowing down her back okay. and she's sitting in the window seat, the one in white. Oh. Now, you may remember Siraj mentioning their names before. Uh, Ambeline mm-hmm. is the one in white, and Luca is the one in the black. Yes. <laughs> so Luca's the one who said, join the party. Okay. And so you're at the door. Okay. Well, I'm going to do an Auspex on them right away. Mm-hmm. You know. Doing aspects. I made you a art. Oh, <laughs> <All right. laughs> <Ooh>, you ones! <laughs> now, uh, did we determine hmm? that discerning uh, my discerning specialty applies to using aspects? It does in very specific situations. Would this be one of those? Yes. All right. Well, they're both canines, all right. Oh no! <laughs> I only got one success. One success. Yeah, they're canines. They, they just have pale, mm-hmm. pale, indistinct, glowy auras. Mm-hmm. I can't quite see the. I, you know, the, I, I imagine it like, um, like the light that you know you have to actually squint at to start to pick out color. You know, because it's so light and uh, and bright. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So it's like you have to kind of really focus to actually start to see the colors inside of it. True. True. You know? Yeah, I could, I could, I get it. So. Okay. Well, 
things they could do with CGI these days if they uh, did a proper Vampire the Masquerade movie or TV series. <laughs> be cool to see aspects depicted. Anyway, it would be cool to see aspects. Anyway, so Lucas sitting on the bed. All right, one of the beds. All right, so and there's nothing else. Any distinct odors in the room? Mm. Perception plus <laughs> alertness, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Six. Six successes. No, am I? Oh, d- yes. Difficulty six. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. One success again. Wow. I seem to do that. I seem to like set a, like some some sessions will be rolling three successes right. a lot. Others is like, oh, it's a one success kind of night. Well, I hope not, because it's going to be a short ass chronicle. So I mean, short ass episode. This will be as short or as long as it needs to be. All right. So <clears throat> you detect that there is blood in the air somehow, mm. but it's so subtle, mm-hmm. super subtle. It's not. That's the other thing, is I had to burn all those blood points at the party, so I am technically hungry at this point. Mm-hmm. So there's a subtle air of blood. Well, I'm not... That doesn't surprise me, because this is a, a room I happen to know a vampire has been living in. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that stands to reason. Mm-hmm. However... One more roll. This is all happening yeah. kind of more or less yeah, instantaneously. all at the same time. As I'm yeah. reading the room. Mm-hmm. Can I do a wits plus alertness roll... To just get a read on the body language mm-hmm. of Ambeline. Yeah. She's sitting on that window box, and I happen to know that there's mm-hmm. a box inside of there. Mm-hmm. You know, and that just raises my suspicions a little bit. Wait, what kind of a box? The one I used to sleep in. Oh, just, you know. I mean, it was a window seat you slept inside of, yeah. not like a box, box. Well, it's a boxed seat, you know. It's yeah, a, okay. It's a seat All with right. a storage box underneath, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just want to read her sure. body language, see mm-hmm. if she's kind of like, trying to act casual so that I won't get suspicious okay. why she's sitting on this box mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing ah there we go that's a bit more like it five successes <laughs> that's wit- wits plus uh... wits plus uh, alertness so it was actually one die less than what I've been rolling <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Okay, so when you look over at Ambeline again, because you're looking at both of them, probably. Yeah, my eyes flip back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they go back to Ambeline, uh, yeah, you can tell that there's something off. That she's sitting there, she's sitting on top of that seat for a reason. Yeah, okay, as I suspected. Yeah. Okay, so, um, so I'll just grin, and I'll say, and I'll step into the room, mm-hmm. and I'll kind of just lightly um, push the door closed behind me, but mm-hmm. not not like, maybe not even let it latch. Just oh. kind of quietly mm-hmm. closing it, but not not shutting it, mm-hmm. if you will. Okay. But as I'm doing that, I'll be smiling. Mm-hmm. And I say, uh, I say, well, this is an unexpected surprise. What brings the two of you to the Pavo Dore. And so Luca looks over at Ambeline 
and she just smiles at Ombeline. Ombeline looks at you. Her gaze is very steady. Mm. These really bright green eyes. Mm. And she's looking at you and Mm -mm. she says, Siraj may have been willing to let Tusa Lubri go, but we're not Siraj. And she gives you this strange little smirk. Uh huh. And before you can react, uh, what? <laughs> Luca has gone to the door to close it and stand in front of it. Uh, all right. All right. Well, I'm not going to say before I can react. Okay. But I yeah. am going to say. Um, I, I guess I meant to say before you say anything else. <laughs> yes, unless she has celerity, I would I would be uh, able to react to that. However, let me however, see. let me see, let me double check. Okay, <laughs> girl, we've been watching too much True Blood, <laughs> where every vampire has celerity. Apparently, hell yeah, why wouldn't you? Well, sure, they have no. What you no? This is just normal vampire speed. I know. So, but what I'm saying is. Because it's vampire versus vampire, then it's relatively the same. If I was a mortal, that would be a different matter. However, okay, she doesn't have celerity. Yes. However, feel happy however, now. point. <laughs> yes, I got. You. I tripped you up into revealing secret information. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that I'll let her do that. Okay. You know. All right. I I see that she's making a move for the door. I'm not gonna like try and interpose myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like try and open the door and run out. And I'll just remain standing there. In fact, I will take a few more steps into the room. Okay. Yes. So, Ombeline says that to you. Okay. And, uh, and so, I, I'm just still... In fact, I'm taking a couple more steps towards her as Luca goes past me, and I'm not even, like, mm-hmm. not even clocking Luca okay. at all. all I'm right. just keeping, yeah. keeping my eyes fixed on Ombeline. Okay. And I just say... Uh, I say, well, I'm sorry to hear that. I thought you two were members of the same sect. And they both sort of, suddenly they look a little confused. Uh, and say, no. No. <laughs> so I say, well... I suppose before you kill me, <laughs> um, you could at least let me know why you're sitting on my old haven. <laughs> Your old haven. Oh. <laughs> so Umbelian gets up and she walks toward you. Uh huh. And she takes your face in her hand, one of her hands. Okay. Runs her hand over your cheek and turns your face up to hers. Yeah. And she says, Oh, no. I mean, we may not kill you, but we do require a little bit more from you. Ooh. All right. So she's not acknowledging your question. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, if only I could read her mind or otherwise activate my x-ray vision. X-ray vision? (laughs) What's that? I don't don't have any. (laughs) (laughs) does who has x-ray vision nobody all right anyway so she requires a bit more from me Mm -hmm. all right 
so uh so i just i'm just looking up at her and i say but of course so she removes her hand from your face and Mm -hmm. she looks at luca and says we're running out of time we may have to push this off till tomorrow night was it getting pretty late Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and luca says yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. and so between the both of them they take you to the window box Mm. they're just like ushering you pushing you in there okay and when they open the window box yes yes (laughs) when they open the window box there's someone inside there is there now because she said too salubri so it's mazarine with a stake in her heart god damn (laughs) well there goes my bluff (laughs) i was like waiting for mazarine to come bursting in through the window or something What you don't know is I have this place surrounded. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, I don't. No, I don't. Shit. <laughs> so they say, just mm. get in there. <laughs> just, just get in there. All right. Okay. All right. So, uh, what? No, I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, no, I have it all plotted out, but I'm just like, oh, no. All right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll get in. So you climb into the window box. Mm-hmm. And you are laying basically right up next to mm-hmm. Mazarine, who's completely mm-hmm. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Avoiding the stake, of course. Like, of course. And it's very cramped. Yeah. And... You, the last thing you see before you start to feel like as though you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is the two ladies looking down at you and closing the lid. <laughs> Very Tarantino esque. Yes. All right. So, about what time is it? So, by your estimation, it's close to a, a sunrise. <laughs> oh. Uh,. Just sunrise, sunset. Bear with me. Sunrise, sunset. I'm thinking for the next time I'm running a Vampire Chronicle, I will actually have a printed out calendar with the sunrise and sunset times. But if you jump noted. around a lot. Yeah, I know. Well, I have, have my calendar right I'd here. I'm just refreshing it. Oh, no, I know. I, I did the same thing. But you're, you're running the same problem I ran into, which was, oh, shit, wait a minute. Where was that again? Et cetera, et cetera. So I think I'll just have a little printout in front of me. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, no, I, I know where it is. I don't have a problem with that. I am just trying I'm to. I'm just musing for myself. It's no, no reflection on you. Yeah. It's just because I haven't refreshed this in a while. It's mm-hmm. like. Yeah, exactly. No, I'd, I'd run into the same problem. So I'm just thinking for myself, if I had a hard copy printout, probably, uh, probably be easier. Mm. And that way I can make notes on it too. Yes, yes. In fact, I'll go on eBay and I'll find a vintage 1990 calendar. Oh my god. And I'll just mark it up. Sorry. I... Don't worry about it. For whatever reason, it's not letting me find the year. 
Ah. Hmm. Well, I have many diabolical ideas racing through my head okay, right wait, now. Sorry, calendar. Okay. So diabolical what? <laughs> <laughs> diabolical who with the what now? No, what the hell? <laughs> okay. All right, there we go. So, by your estimation, it's getting close to 7 a.m. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. And uh, sunrise is, uh, what, about 7.30? No, it's 7. It's 6.58. Sunrise is 7.50, or 6.58. So, actually, yeah, it's probably around 6.30 in the morning. Oh, okay. I got you. It's very close to, to <clears throat> dawn. So, I can see out through the window as they're boxing me in the, the mm-hmm. light. The sky outside is turning a steely, yes. steely gray and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, and you're feeling your body kind of slowing down. So, I don't have a lot of time. No. All right. So, as the uh, as the lid closes. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, what they're doing here is... Like, there's no way to lock me in because it locks from the inside. Right. Also, there's nothing preventing me from just pulling the stake out of Mazarine. Right. So I'm like, wait a minute. That's making me a little suspicious. You know? Right. <laughs> like, it seems like a setup. It does. It's weird. Yeah. So, because I assume I know about steaks. Steakenings. Steak and bake. Uh, Aaron knew nothing of steaks. Sure, but that was because we were playing almost on a day-to-day basis, so it would have been revealed in character. Charlotte has been around. She has, and, and, and Lucille you. and Lucille told you she was tutored. Yeah, she was tutored she in the way that steaks aren't a permanent thing. Yes, you knew to take it out when she was when Lucille exactly. was exactly. There we go. She woke up. Okay, so that is canon. Yeah, that is Nick Cannon. Um, no. So, oh my God. <laughs> Why would you? Why I would know. You why would you that? even say that? Why would you say such it's like things? Somebody making a joke about a Kevin Bacon movie. Oh, I don't know what you could be referring to there. Anyway, so um, yeah. So basically, I would know that I could do that. That that's an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is an option. Right before dawn. No, I would do it when I woke up. If you wake up. Yes. That's that's the tricky part. However, I'm reasonably certain on a meta level as a player mm. that these these two biatches do not have humanity eight. Oh well, uh, okay. I mean, you can kind of tell. Remember, you get you get a bonus to your social roles or your difficulties rather uh, if you're eight or above, and you get a penalty if you're I think three or below. Hmm. So. I mean, how do they, can I do like some kind of empathy role to get a read on them? Yeah, so as, as you're looking general, at their faces, like, as you're looking at their faces, yeah. Just from this time of, yeah. would that be? If you want to do aspects again, actually. Hmm. I think the, you know, I think there's a thaumaturgy ritual to, be, <laughs> to figure out someone's humanity. I don't um, think so. I was no? looking through the whole list you know? and I didn't, I don't remember well, seeing something, but there may be, I don't I know. mean, somewhere out there, somewhere in the ether, maybe not in the core book, but I don't know. It's like that's something I've read, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, uh, Let's use Auspex. Auspex? Okay. Yeah. Sure. No. Wow, what the heck is... I'm rolling a lot of ones tonight. You really need to... Tonight. You need to uh, refresh those or something. I, I do. I do. 
I forgot uh, to give him a salt bath. No, not like that. Anyway. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I need to get a priest in here and bless them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what am I thinking? That's what I'm talking about. God, I'm get an idiot. Get something more official yeah. than just salt. Official. So, um, tell me, Father, do you bless dice at all? Oh, yes, all the time. <laughs> oh, good, good. Uh, well, I've got a sack here for you. So, anyway. <clears throat> um, okay. I also brought my dice. Anyway. Um, oh, God. All right. <laughs> so, um uh i can't really get a read on them however i'm just again sort of meta level like if they're if listen if they're trying to kill salubri well maybe not kill but if they're trying to harass salubri (laughs) (laughs) harass i'm gonna harass a salubri today makes me feel like a big tremere (laughs) if they're trying to troll salubri (laughs) then uh tremere hate them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes okay um uh, then um you know like i'm just i'm just kind of assuming that i'll probably wake up before them anyway say all that to say it would be a calculated risk on my part um now that's option a pull out the stake from muzzerine pull out the stake with op- sub option pull it out now second sub option just pull it out when you wake up slip into night daily torpor and then pull it out when i wake up on the hope and assumption that i will wake up before Mm. anything can be done to me Mm -hmm. and the only reason i wouldn't pull it out now would just be because it's like she's no doubt going to be uh pretty pissed off mazarine yeah (laughs) uh yeah (laughs) and so i kind of want to like use that energy you want to use her angry (laughs) i want her uh, i I want yeah i don't want to be like i know you're very valorant i know you're angry right now yeah (laughs) but we need to go to sleep oh god damn it son of a bitch yeah 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 so um (laughs) anyway so there's that that's that's option a Mm. Option B is the diabolical one. I keep I keep getting this angel and devil thing with Charlotte, where it's like, well, like you either go really good or really bad. Take a heel turn. Take a but heel look, turn. But look, this is that's when you have to look at your flaws, your merits and flaws. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the reminder. So, I'm curious what this diabolical plan is, though. I have iron will. Yes. Yeah, you're steely. I have a calm heart. You do. That helps me resist frenzy. Right. I have. Yeah, because that could have been a frenzy. Mm-hmm. I think I have actually remembered to use that at least once, so that's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm talking this moment could have been a frenzy opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I rolled self-control, actually. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> I announce it. That. I didn't announce it, but okay. I, there, was a, there was a roll there. All right. Um, I have introspective. Mm. That's been completely worthless. Plus two dice to perception when taking action against a person with the same nature or demeanor. Well, it cost me one point, though, so whatever. Yeah, that was weird. That was a waste. Yeah, it is. Because it, it relies on me remembering to ask you every single time when I'm Are interacting. Are they like me? Are they yeah. a child? Yeah. Are they a guru? Yeah. Are they a survivor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Although I did take a lot more time picking out natures and demeanors for all the NPCs. You did. Yeah. Has that been helpful? Did that help yes, guide you? Yes, absolutely. Oh, good. Yeah. Inoffensive to animals. That doesn't really apply here. Uh, healing touch and sanctity, of course. Now, flaw-wise, dulled bite. Hunted like a dog. That seems to be applying in this moment. Good. New arrival. 
Uh-huh. Uh, yep. And then soft-hearted. So this is the one that comes up a lot. It was soft heart and a calm heart. I, <laughs> it's a soft, calm heart. Mm-hmm. Um, cannot stand to see others suffer. Mustral willpower to cause physical or emotional pain. Hmm. So the diabolical side of me. I don't know why I thought of this. Why did I think of this? It just popped in my head. Because you're evil, personally. I, uh, personally, I am evil. Yes, I am objectively an evil person. <laughs> All right. You don't want to know what I get up to in my off time, but... Yeah, I'm glad I don't know about any of that. <laughs> wow, that sounds really incriminating. Um <laughs> Actually, he does. Both of us. Uh, horrible. Oh dear. So anyway, um, no. But I, maybe, maybe it's my inner Tremere. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm trying to sabotage myself. That's. Um, we've talked about this before, and yeah. I do feel like you are. But anyway, go on. Well, it just occurs to me. I just, see, I don't, I don't know how I would justify this, and so that I don't know why it popped into my okay, head. Okay, but it did pop into your head. So it please share it for the love of God. Please. Please. <laughs> I beg of you. First, we have to go back 50 years in order to... No. Um, <laughs> what is going on? No, the idea that occurred to me is like, I'm in this box with Mazarin. Yeah. What if I just go ahead and diablorize her? Because salubris diablorize things. Exactly. And that's that's not... You don't have the same stigma around diablerie yeah. as another kindred would. Right. And would I... Could I justify it as being like, okay, we're pretty fucked right now. I'm just going to put Mazarin out of her misery. If you think that is a kind, a soft-hearted and calm-hearted thing to do... She wouldn't feel any pain. She's been staked. Oh, no, wait. You're aware of everything that happens to you when you're staked. Yes, you are. So she knows that you're mm. laying on top of her. Right now, you're squished up I, against her. I think her. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah, you're up squished against, up against her. Yeah, I've got the plywood of the yeah. <laughs> the window box pressing against me. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, yes. However, my experience with Emma wasn't super, tra- like, it didn't seem super traumatic, you How know, so? for Emma. You know, it was just kind of like. What do you mean? It just happened. It's, it's not did- like when I diabolized Emma. You didn't diabolize Emma. I'm, God, sorry, not Emma. Oh, Jesus Christ. Lucille. Lucille. Oh, Lucille. Yeah. <laughs> if only I had diabolized Emma. <laughs> you can't diabolize a human. No, you can't. Right. <laughs> AKA, suck them dry. Well, you just completely forgot about Emma and everything about that. All right, we will discuss that after this. <laughs> in All our, right, in so our wrap up. When you diabolize Lucille, Lucille, you're saying you she didn't seem to be in pain. Right. It seemed to be a a you know pretty intense experience let's just say yeah getting your soul drained i'd say that's pretty damn intense but you know it's like i don't know anyways i guess the salubri way would be to wake mazarine up and be like can i diablerize you which i don't see her agreeing to uh, so yeah that doesn't sound i mean you could try it yeah but. no because like yeah a, a you know one of those bastard tremeres would diablerize a staked vampire like no problem definitely yeah i look forward to doing that at some point in the future but <laughs> and then cutting off limbs and attaching them making a gargoyle of some type only if they're a gangrel or an nosferatu and you know in that case they had it coming so <laughs> so you're laying there your body is slowly so i think i think the thought crosses shutting my mind. down the, the thought crosses my mind 
because it's just like tomorrow night is going to be very uncertain where we're going to end up and maybe it would just be for the better if if Mazarin because here's the other thing hmm. as my final thoughts you know begin to win, right. win their way down is um is that when Mazarin wakes up she's going to want to wreck some shit yeah right yeah and it's like am i okay with that am i okay with you know this is like a this is like a moral dilemma right this is a trolley problem <laughs> You know, if I were, you know, I know that by my actions, unstaking her is going to result in other canites and possibly some mortals getting killed mm-hmm. uh, un- under the ideal circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for that, for that reason, mm-hmm. the only reason to unstake her is to pres- is to save my ass through the destruction of others, right? Essentially, right. So that's a that's a that's a dilly of a pickle. It's a it's a conundrum. It is. The other thing to keep in mind is I am technically hungry. Mm. So I don't know. Roll your self control. Okay. What's the difficulty? Five. Whoa. Uh yeah, that's three successes. So you feel like, describe how you feel. <laughs> I'm learning. I, I feel like describing how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thought crosses my mind mm-hmm. and I'm so hungry. I want, I want blood. Right. However, I'm not going to take it in this moment. Mm-hmm. That's, that's about as much as I can say. Okay. And I, and I genuinely feel conflicted okay about mazarine okay you know i really do mm-hmm. as a player and as a character as well what do you mean like in terms of killing her no 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 in terms of oh. waking her up oh waking her up yeah because yeah. it's just like shit man <laughs> shit just got real yeah and i'm just like i've you know as you've probably noticed this is a very introspective session um as you've probably noticed i've been moving in a direction of selflessness and yeah. self-sacrifice mm-hmm. you know so yeah i just i don't know i don't know so you're fading into sleep yes and as you are dreaming mm. you have a dream that let me describe it mm-hmm. you're looking at yourself in the mirror mm. And you look much older than you look now. It's not a familiar reflection. Hmm. Looks older. It's confusing. Reminds you of a picture that you had of your mother. Okay. It reminds you of pictures that you've seen of your aunts when they were younger. Yeah. You're older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay interesting is it like uh like does does the mirror and the surrounding room does it look kind of old-timey like in other words does it look like a dream of what could have been possibly okay it has a feel of a room Mm -hmm. and then suddenly your vision is transported into something else and your name is on a piece of paper and it's on the seat 
of a vehicle. The vehicle is driving in the night. And your name is on this piece of paper. Hmm. And you see that very clearly. What does the paper look like? I mean, it's just a blank sheet of paper. It's just a little scrap, teared off. Yeah. Sharpie. Charlotte Winchester. On the seat of a car. Mm -hmm. And am I driving? Mm Mm-mm. Okay. No. You're in the car. And you can look, and the this the um, landscape is passing by the car. It's night. I see. So I'm like in a back seat. No, you're not really. It's like you're not really in the car. You're uh, like you're like you're gotcha. just seeing it in a strange yeah. way. Yep. And there's remote viewing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the landscape is like it's night, but you notice it's very flat. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right. So, okay, fair enough. And you awaken. And you're there. (laughs) You feel, as you wake up, when you open your eyes, you're looking up at a zipper. Really? You, it's fabric that's zipped together. Okay. The back of your... On the, like you're laying down on something that's cold, feels cold, marble, like uh-huh. solid. Yeah. Very, very cold. Cold and dense. Yes. Uh-huh. Cold and dense. Uh-huh. There's a zipper that's covering your vision. Like yeah. it's right in front of your face. Yeah. So there must be a little bit of light. Tiny. Filtering through the fabric. Barely any. Yeah. But enough to mm-hmm. see the zipper. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, Okay. That's not good. All right. So I'm in a bag. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. If you move your limbs around, you notice it's fairly constrained. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Would, would this bag be about the size of a body? Well, it would like be a, a body bag. It may be also able to fit multiple garments. Or a garment bag. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. So the first thing I'm going to do is listen. Okay. So you hear some muffled voices. Men's voices. Men's voices. You hear. Yeah. That's pretty much all you hear. Okay. Racking my brains. Uh, yes, excellent, excellent. So, so my heightened senses, mm. aspect one, yeah, it does apply to hearing, definitely. So, can I activate that and try yeah. and make a roll to see if I can make out definitely what they're seeing, and maybe even triangulate their voices mm-hmm. to try and like get an idea of where they are. Are they De- in the same room? Definitely, yeah, definitely. You know? Absolutely. Start creating like a sonar picture sure. of the room, Batman yeah. style. Right, you know? that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll work great. Um. So it says dice rolls associated with using the character's sense, such as perception plus alertness, de- decrease in difficulty by a number equal to the character's aspects rating, mm. which is two. All right. So difficulty four mm-hmm. or five? Uh, four. Okay. Well, well, well. Hmm? What we have here? Oh, oh, what? What? Six. Seven. Seven. Seven successes. 
Still not as good as the nine that I rolled last time. Holy crap, man. Yeah, this is my wheelhouse, as they say. Oh. Sensing things. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm the sense person. Yep. All right, so... I'll have you... a career working for Cook's Illustrated magazine. <laughs> wow, that's so specific. Well, you know, America's foremost testers and tasters. Okay, I... I don't know why you're bringing this up right now, unless you just want to distract me. I, uh... All right. So. Yes. It's a giant airplane flies over here. <laughs> Indeed. There was, like, a big military plane out and about yesterday. Really? Like one of those Hercules uh, transport planes, you mm. know? And it was just, like, slow and slow. It was, like, they, going, like, impossibly I've slow. I've seen those passing over our, yeah. our air space Airspace, uh yeah. quite often it it's, like a, it's very odd it's it was, like a big fat bee like just like a big <laughs> yeah it was like one like, of those bumblebees yeah <laughs> you're like yeah. what what like, was that even saying airborne i know exactly exactly <laughs> it's weird all oh, right God. so yeah oh jesus christ so <laughs> please refrain from punching the microphone I'm scaring myself <laughs> and yeah, this is very tense by the way that's why I'm cracking all these jokes. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. So, what's going on? Yeah, what do I hear with my amazing seven so successes? So, you hear, you hear traffic. You hear cars. Mm -hmm. You hear, uh, not, too, not too close, but just, you know, you hear the traffic of the city. Mm -hmm. You hear these men talking. Mm. And they sound very, they sound fairly uncultured. Pretty... Just small talk, like, mm, mm, really mm. like, oh, yeah, well, they said to meet here and to bring these bags here, and mm. so... Something about yesterday's Raiders game, that kind of stuff. The Raiders know. weren't playing then. Sure they were. Oh, God, why are you making me look... Like oh, but they were in Oakland. Never yeah. mind. I take it back. Uh, were the Rams a thing yet? I think they I, think, I feel like I they were. the Rams, but I... Let me look it was the time. 50s. I think the Rams came in the 50s. Oakland Raiders. What, 1960 yes, was their I, inaugural season. I know they were Oakland. I said that already. So it was the Rams <laughs> is the question. Okay. Um, Los Angeles Rams. So they're talking about the Rams game. Okay. Up. All right. Uh, they, they, you know, the 1960s, uh, the Rams had a great defensive line at the time and so that's what they're talking about it's, they're talking about the fearsome foursome the fearsome of course uh-huh rosie greer merlin olsen yes. deacon jones and lamar lundy the fearsome foursome merlin olsen so they're talking go on to a lucrative career selling flowers <laughs> wasn't he the spokesman for uh whatever that floral company was uh anyway we're getting off track so the fear they're talking about, yeah i think you're right all right. He was also in Little House on the Prairie. So anyway. True. Um, <laughs> so anyway. Fact. Fact. <laughs> All right. So they're talking about the Rams they're defense. They're talking about the Rams defense. They are excited. They are totally stoked. <laughs> they love it. They're loving football right now. <laughs> so I hear traffic, but it's a muted sound of traffic. It's a muted sound of traffic. You hear these men talking, and they talk about how, like, we just had to bring these bags here, and okay. we're waiting for further we just instruction. Just to bring these bags here. <clears throat> Plural. Bags. Well, I would imagine so. Yes. Um, how far away are they? Oh, they're about. I'd say about twenty feet from you. Okay. 
and they're in the same room yes well you're not you're not in the room i don't sense that i'm in a room Mm -mm. so it feels like it's Outside. outside it feels like you're outside that's weird so the traffic is far away it's not like super far, but it's not like it's not like you're right up against the street. Right. But you can hear us a busy street nearby. Okay. With my seven successes, how far away would that be? That's about oh, 40 feet. Oh, okay. Right. And then you are hearing some other folks walking up <laughs> and saying, and you hear it's Luca. Yeah. And she says, oh, good. You, you can You can follow instructions after all. The sound of the footsteps, is it on earth or is it on It sounds like cement? it's on pavement. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're hearing her walking up. You hear another set of footsteps. And then you're hearing a sort of How a delayed they... footsteps, like someone yeah. who's kind of dragging their heels a little bit. Mm. So that's three people walking up? Mm-hmm. How did they get the drop on me? That's what I want to know. Well, you were torpor. Torpid. Yeah, but how did it... Well, she said you can follow instructions after all. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't factor that in. God, what a rookie mistake. <sighs> There's a little something called ghouls. Yes, I'm aware. Thank you. <laughs> Fatal addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say that because it always makes you laugh. Yeah. We have to do a ghoul chronicle, too. Mm, we do. Oh, that's, my oh. Group. that's a group thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll get Shimp to uh, oh no, you know, what? cosplay wearing a ball gag or something. Anyway, <laughs> what? You know, I'd be into that. So, <laughs> after all the Tsumishi stuff he pulled in your chronicle, <laughs> I'm just thinking of the cover of the Ghouls book I'm where it's got these. Just leave It's got there. these two ghouls wearing ball gags. That's I'm all. I'm gonna let you say. mark the time. No, in, in case you want to remove that. That's staying in, baby. That is awkward as hell. Hey, hey, man. He'd be the first to admit it. What? All right. So, what do you know about him? I don't, I don't know anything about him other uh. than what he's revealed through playing a Simashi. So <laughs> I'm just going to assume. So we just say we're on to you, I guess. <laughs> we're on to you, fucker. That's so creepy. That's so creepy on multiple levels. Oh god, this is getting bad. Okay, this is we must bad. be we must be a little punchy because. Well, first of all, I'm terrified. Secondly, you I, should be. I I don't want the chronicle to end, so I'm just dragging my feet. So. Well, we are on we are on borrowed time. I know. So, please. so let's press on. All let's right. press on. And so what I'm trying to do, and you're talking about a lot of weird stuff. All right. So you said they're about twenty feet away. Yes. All right. <laughs> you're gonna burst out of the bag. <laughs> Ta-da! <Surprise>! <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever projectile they're shooting at me. I don't know. I don't know what that would be. A rubber band gun? <laughs> Ow! <laughs> All right. So I'm spending two willpower points. Okay. Yeah. Mark your hunger, too. Your, oh, uh, I did. I did. Blood pool. And what I'm doing is I am hmm? enacting my level four Obia Shepherd's Watch. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is a barrier that extends to about a three yard radius from me. So mm-hmm. that'd be 15 feet. Yes. So it'd be just inside of where they're standing. Ha ha ha. No one outside the barrier may cross it while I maintain the power. What do you mean cross it? Like- they may not walk they may not walk across the the oh, boundary. Oh, they're approaching you. Yes, they they can shoot at me. 
with rubber band guns. Uh, okay. But they can't walk in. Yeah, to right? your circle. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have to uh, maintain it. Uh, let's see. Standard action. Maintaining it is a reflex, reflexive action, so I can still act while I'm maintaining it, which is good. Um, if someone wants to try and come in, they uh, they roll against well we both roll our willpower okay against difficulty equal to my current willpower which is a mere four unfortunately I've spent a lot of willpower recently well no no regain some because I did that was that was regaining some and then I spent two so I, I had regained a couple and then I spent two so now I'm at four all right all right okay so all right. but anyway difficulty's four yeah um uh for them. And then the difficulty would be their willpower, current willpower for me. You see what I mean? Okay. So, uh, so like if if uh, Ambeline tried to walk in, she'd be rolling her willpower against four, and then let's say her willpower is a six, I'd be rolling against six. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, And it's a contested, uh, contested roll. Let's see here. Uh, Where they need to accumulate. A net of three more successes than I. Right. Right. Okay. So I have erected this barrier. So you like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think I manifests because you know I just got this. So I'm just I'm just feeling this. Like um, you need to protect yourself. Well, and presumably Mazarin. I'm presuming Mazarin is right next to me. Um, so I'm just I'm feeling this sense of self-preservation and also a sense of protection protectiveness mm. you know mm-hmm. and it's so deeply heartfelt that it actually just manifests itself okay physically okay you know all right so it's a 10 foot 10 feet from uh me. 15 foot this is 10 feet from you i'm looking at right here it says three yards three yards mm-hmm. so that's 15 feet okay mm-hmm. so so that happens <laughs> yes. So that issues forth from you. Yeah. Okay. And then I will reach up. Can I unzip from inside? There's no zipper that you can feel like that would help you open <laughs> this it. This is a flaw in the plan. Uh, <laughs> there's no zip. Like there's no. Yeah. There's no pull. Not in the inside. No. But can I work my finger up? You know, like kind of. Yeah. Above? So you find you find like about over your head. Yeah. You can feel. The, where the zipper head is. Yeah, the Y. Yeah, and yeah. there may be like a little, a little space. Bit of space. And I'll just start working it. Okay. And of course, they'll, they'll start to see that happening, I'm sure. Yeah. But they seem distracted. Okay. So I'll just start doing that. Okay. So you're working on that. So let's do um, dexterity plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say. Some sort of manipulation, digital manipulation skill. Wouldn't that be like athletics? But I, I don't Not view that. Really. I view it as craft mm. or um, survival. Yeah, it could involve survival. Or if I'm trying to do it stealthily, it could be stealth. Yeah. How about you that? You choose. Yeah. Okay. I'll do it stealthily. Okay. Um, one success. One success. Yeah. So you're managing to. Very slowly Very and deliberately slowly. Mm-hmm. get this thing open. Yeah, and you're working on that. So as you are doing that, mm-hmm. the uh, 
It's listening. Mm-hmm. And you're hearing more footsteps, and you hear some doors open, close. Doors? Mm-hmm. Like heavy, heavy outside doors? Heavy doors, outside doors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm in a parking lot somewhere, maybe. Right. Okay. And so you've managed, um, roll another mm. uh, dex plus stealth. One more. Oh my god. This is really dragging it out. So you're really you're making progress slowly. Like how how much? A foot? No, no, no. Six no. inches? Mm-hmm. Okay. Enough that I can kind of start to see yeah. the sky. So, and... Yeah. So you can see it's do- totally dark overhead. Well, that's good. There's a couple of um lights, just like let let lamp poles. Mm-hmm. You're seeing some palm trees. Oh. Too. Hmm. And Okay, so then eventually you get enough clearance where you can find the little mm-hmm. zipper and zip it mm-hmm. down. Yeah. That what you want to do? Yeah. Okay, so you I'm, do that. I'm opening the bag. Right. So you're opening the bag and you're yeah. sitting up. Yeah. And you're looking around. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's the last thing you want to see. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, when <laughs> you're in this particular place. Oh, shit. So as you're looking around, you're seeing like palm trees, you see a yeah. lake. Oh. You see a tall, like, temple-looking, there's lawns, there's gravestones all around. Oh. And little shrubs. Little shrubs. 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 Little shrubs. <laughs> Don't make fun of that. Shrubs. Shrubs. You see um, obelisks. You see uh-huh. different. It's you're in a cemetery. Yeah. By God. Mm-hmm. And you're behind this temple, and there's a vehicle there. It's like a van. Okay. Or it is a van. It's like a van. It's like a van, only not. Not really a van. It's a van. You see, there's some back doors to this building, and so you're, you're calling it a temple. Is that because it's like kind of a Greek revival type yeah. architecture? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And but what is it? I mean, well, does it look not, like a, no, it's not like a Greek revival. It okay. actually looks like like an, a medieval like castle type. Oh, uh, with the gray stone. That, that is the I would not call that a temple. <laughs> it's a temple for some people. Oh, all right. Um, I mean, does it look like a mausoleum or? Mm-mm. No, it doesn't look like a mausoleum. It looks like a like you would like a church. Like you would walk in and it's a church. Oh. Okay, so it's like an old medieval church. It looks like that. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But there's palm trees all around. Of course. <laughs> I've not been transported. No. <laughs> and now it's a Dark Ages Chronicle. Right. And you see a bag next to you. It's yeah. bigger. And what, okay, so what's the bag on? And what am I on? You're on, you're just on pavement, cement. Oh, okay. For some reason, I was picturing myself like up on this marble beer or something, you oh, know? Oh, like, yeah. You know. No, no. You're on the ground. How unceremonious. Uh. <laughs> so you look over at the bag and you see that it's it's more than likely mazarine because you'll see it's just flat tent, and then a little... Tent pole. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that amuses me, but yeah. it does. It's like a random erection. Yeah, it's like reverse morning wood. Yeah. It's up top. Yeah. Um, why, why is that reversed? Instead of down, down low? I don't know. No. Anyway. Okay. So... Um, and you're, has, re- you're really anxious. I am. So has uh, yes, I am. 
I'm sorry. I just never the, see you. I never see you get like this. It's That's the why. finale of the Chronicle. Everything's on the line. You know. I never see you like this. That's why it's funny. All right. Well. I, I said you were that's, an 8 or 7.5 at this point, but you can earn that back. That's why we have the anxiety fan. So. That's right. The fan is out. Um, have they noticed me yet? There's nobody outside. Oh, they went, that's what the door closing sound was. Oh, well, that was well-timed. I was, I was just going to pop out and be like, hey, what's up? But <laughs> if they're not even around, then no. hey, cool. All right. Well, that's odd. Again, they're just kind of leaving me to my own devices. Well, they think you're still in torpor. Probably. Mm. You're a salubri mm. after all. Your humanity is... They assume your humanity's high, I'm thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would take you a while to wake up. No, no, no. If my humanity was high, it would take me... It wouldn't take me a while to wake up. Oh. Do you mean they assume my humanity's low? No. No? I miss, I misspoke. <laughs> Never okay. mind. Strike that. But reverse reverse it. it. All right. <laughs> Whatever. I'm gonna but still... I'm going to assume I'm being watched or They don't otherwise. know. Maybe they don't know... Maybe they're not sure, like, when you would actually well, wake up. I just think it's a sign of their confidence mm. that no matter what happens, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, a slasher movie. It's like you run as fast as you can. The, the killer's just kind of very deliberately walking after you. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like oh, I'm going to catch up to you. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Right. All right. So, uh, so, yeah, I will stand up and step out of the bag. Okay. You're wearing the clothes from last night. I figured. I will step over to the other bag. Okay. I will unzip the bag. Yeah, it's Mazarine with the stake in her heart. I will look around. <laughs> Anything? Not yet. Not yet. All right. That's what I would think. Like, nobody's out here yet. Yet. Yeah, yeah. Um... I will reach down and grasp the stake. Okay. So as you're doing that, you're pulling the stake out. I'll give it a tug. Okay. The door opens. Yeah. And out, you, I don't know if you notice, like as you're pulling the stake out. I think I would have positioned myself so that I, I was facing the Okay. The building, so you see the door open the as temple, you're pulling the stake out. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, as you're pulling the stake out, you, the door's open, and it's Luca and Abilene, and there's some pretty beefy guys with them. <laughs> yeah, all right. So I haven't pulled the stake out yet. No. I got my hands on the stake. Mm -hmm. Maybe it budged an inch or so. Yeah. All right, so what are they doing? They're just standing like, oh, they look surprised. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. And uh, I'll just say good evening. Hello. Hello? That's what they have to say. <laughs> Says one of the men. Oh, <laughs> it's even better. Hi. <laughs> like Luca like bats his yeah, hand away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love it. I love it. I'm dying. <laughs> All right. So, because I just picture it as like Rocco yeah, kind of, you yeah. know, like. Mm -hmm. Because you're a little girl. It's like, it's totally disarming. Cause right. Because like, you sanctity. You, you're just, you look like very sweet and cute. Hello. And you're just like, hi. And he's like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Luke is like, what the hell? Just put your hand down. Yeah. Stop waving. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so I'll just say, um, I'll just say, uh, I hope you don't mind. I was about to pull the stake out. And so with that, then... Luca 
it seems silent, the silent command that the men start running toward you. Okay. All right. I'm going to roll my uh, willpower. Mm-hmm. What's my difficulty? What's their willpower? Of the men or? Of the men. Whoever's trying, it's whoever's trying to get through the barrier. Okay. Uh, I mean. Their willpower, their willpower is six. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, they're very willpower-y. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yours is four. Yeah. Okay. So you have to get this is difficult. Four better. Four better. Yes. Yeah. I. Yeah. Uh, well, how many did you four get? Four successes. Four successes. On one of them. <sighs> what did you do? I got three. So that's a net of plus one for that person. Okay. So they would uh, they would rebound off the mm-hmm. off the barrier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. So. So one of the men runs up, and then suddenly he's just like launched back. Yeah. And he's just flat on his back, like the air, the wind's knocked out of him. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one stops. He's like, "What the hell?" Yeah. And then, and Luca and Ambeline look confused. Uh huh. Like, what's going on? Yeah. So. So then they run up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to keep... You wanted this so badly. I did, so I'm going to keep track of their net successes here. Okay. So you don't have to. Okay. Okay, so the goon has a plus one. Mm-hmm. This is oh, Luca. What's my difficulty against her? Seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of my dice flew somewhere. Oh. Uh, how does four successes strike you on that one? Four. Mm-hmm. She made three. Okay, so she's at a plus, or she's at a minus one. Mm-hmm. And Ambeline. Mm-hmm, six. Okay. Here we go. Two, three. I got five on that one. Three. So she's at a minus two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the goon's doing the best out of mm-hmm. all. All right. But he stopped. I mean, yeah, of course. He's not, of course. He's not quite sure what to do. Yeah. So he actually approaches and is like touching. Uh, <laughs> he's like yeah. bouncing up against this like invisible membrane. Uh huh. It's like this bubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So. So I'll be looking at all of them and I'll mm-hmm. say, in spite of whatever you may have had planned for me and Mazarin, I still wish none of you harm. When I pull this stake out, however, I cannot make the same guarantee for my blood sister. I'm telling you now, you have the chance to leave before I pull the stake out. Okay, so they're looking at you. They're listening. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> and then completely unbidden, like this smile like plays upon Luca's lips. Oh. It's a little evil smile. Oh no, a Ted Danson-y smile. Maybe. <laughs> and then and then out of the door comes another like uh thug guy. Uh-huh. And you see him holding Consuela. Oh! 
She looks pale. She looks very pale. Oh! <laughs> and she's not conscious. Oh my god, I got played. Where's my dice? You played me. Where's my dice? I'll pause it while you're looking. Alright. Dice has been located. Oh god. Okay. She looks pale. Alright, quick aspects reading. <laughs> They, she looks pale. Oh, God. If they, oh. if they turned her, I'm going to be very upset. Oh, no, no. No, 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 no. That's what I'm about to find out. What are you finding out? I just I want to see if she's... Uh, her aura? Yeah. So, I got one success. Is she still mortal? Or is yeah, she she's still mortal. Okay, good. So She just, just looks physically pale. So, they've merely drained her of blood. Some of it. <laughs> Not all of it. She's unconscious, though. I've been feeding on her. Those bastards. Disgusting. So Lucas smiles and turns to you and says, Hmm. Remove whatever this little thing is, whatever this is. And she's like poking at it like, like Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Like with her fingernail. Uh-huh. Remove it now. Okay. Alright. It's down. So I just stand up. Okay. And so one of the, the goon who was on the ground is like, he gets up and he walks toward Mazarine and picks her up like fireman's carry. Mm -hmm. And the other man just looks down at you and just nods his head. Like, come on, Mm. come in with us. All right. So they lead you into the temple Mm -hmm. and the other one who was holding Consuela is back inside. And they still have Consuela. Mm Mm-hmm. She's and they sit her on like they have all these very strange ornate uh, chairs inside. So when you when you get into the temple, it's very queer. Mm. There's all these seats that are lined up like it's a hardwood floor. Mm-hmm. There's all these seats lined up like like for church. Mm-hmm. There's no pews. It's just seats. Yeah. And then there's like these like carved ornate throne type seats at the very head of the of the uh, room okay they're on like a little uh dais right yeah dais yeah and there's little stairs going up and then Mm. there's these chairs there's like chandeliers but they like these wrought iron um chandeliers metal holding candles Mm. in place Mm. and then there's like a giant like it looks like a star but it's rainbow, like all the points are different rainbow colors. Huh. That's and, some occult bullshit. And there's <laughs> bullshit. And there's like there's there's wooden rafters that look sort of that are just sort of at different angles, just holding up the roof. Mm. And there's red curtains on the sides of the uh dais. Yeah. hmm So you walk into this room. They put Consuela into one of the chairs, and so her head just like lolls over to the side. Mm-hmm. You see on it, there's a little. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Real quick, real quick. Yes, yes. Because I oh I have to touch her. Never mind. Go on. There's a metal table, mm-hmm. and there's some uh, like chalices. Looks like chalices. Mm-hmm. And Luca and Ambeline go to the to where these these chalices are. Mm-hmm. They pick them up. And they say, you must be hungry. Take. And they give you one of the chalices. It's blood. It's human blood. 
All right. Well, first I have to make a self-control roll before yep. I can even do anything. Have a conversation about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two successes. Oh, all right. So I take Smells the chalice. inviting. My mouth would be watering if I was capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. But I say, where did you get this blood? Knowing, pretty sure, the answer. So they say, we brought, we brought someone. So obviously it's from her. Then I cannot. You refuse? I will not drink the blood of my bosom friend. And they both look at each other and like, uh, (laughs) not without her permission. So they put the chalice down. They take it from your hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He just hand it back. Luca takes it and just drinks it down. (laughs) And then, and then puts the chalice on the table Mm -hmm. and says, you're going to make this difficult. Aren't you? Go sit up in one of those thrones. And Consuela's in one of the thrones. And how many did you say there were? There are five. five. There's one in the center and then two on the sides. On each side. Two on each side. Yeah. So and they, they're graduated. Like a, they kind of graduate. Like, like, the, like the pips on a die or like an arrowhead? Arrowhead. Okay. So there's one tall one in the middle, yep. medium, and then small. Got it. Which mm-hmm. one did they point at? Oh, just whatever. Just... Go up and where's and where's Consuela sitting? She's sitting in one of the small ones on the left side. I'll take I'll take the seat immediately next to her, and I'll reach across and put my hand on hers. Okay, it's cold. She feels very cold, very weak pulse. And so I've got my sense vitality here. Mm -hmm. And so since I'm touching you, huh? I get to make a perception plus empathy roll. Okay. This is going to tell me how close to death she is. Mm-hmm. And et cetera, et cetera. I need three successes okay. to tell how many blood points she has left. Mm-hmm. What did it say? Uh, Difficulty seven. Yeah. Three successes. All right. Yeah. So you can sense that. Her pulse is very weak. Mm-hmm. She's not close to death. Mm-hmm. She's definitely unconscious. Mm-hmm. They've definitely taken out a fair amount of blood. So would you say they maybe took four blood points? Mm-hmm. or About four. Okay. Mm-hmm. More than the safe threshold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not enough to kill her. No. Okay. All right. So you're standing there. So she'll be. No, I'm sitting, sitting there. You're sitting there. Yeah, next my arms time. reaching across. Okay. So, so she's, she's in no imminent danger of dying. Mm-mm. But she should uh, have a juicy hamburger when she wakes up or something more than that yeah, I know. she needs to be hooked up to an iv right <laughs> uh, now blood transfusion yes. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right okay all right so then one of the goons is following you and he puts mazarine into one of the seats mm-hmm. and so she's kind of like unconscious on the other side of you <laughs> okay so so uh um uh consuela is in the smallest one mm-hmm then I'm in the middle one. Mm-hmm. So Mazarin would be in the big throne that's right at the arrow tip, basically. Yeah. Seems fitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this picture you're slumped in there with the stake protruding. Yeah, right pretty much. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. So uh, so I'm, wa- I'm just watching them. So they walk up to you. Mm-hmm. And they say, once we found out you were a salubri, thanks to Siraj and his... <laughs> his mouth. Well, no, he didn't say anything. Oh. 
We just knew. And since you are salubri, says Obeline. Mm-hmm. She's walking back and forth. She's wearing the same. They're wearing the same outfits. They were uh, wearing the name. Oh, wow. They didn't have time to change. Nope. Uh, we demand. Well, I don't know. Luca, how would you describe it? It's more of just a tradition, really. And Luca sort of just laughs to herself, and Obeline says, Yes, you know how our clan was founded. Do you not? I do. Yes. Or rather, I've heard rumors. Yes. Well, we would like to partake of salubri blood. And if your souls get caught up in the mix, it's fine. And that's why we've brought you here today. Tonight. You must promise me that you will let Consuela go. It's not, I mean, they're listening, but, you know, they're just listening to you. Mm -hmm. That's all I see. You're not even going to fight? No. Why? If this is my fate, then so be it. All right. So as you say that, the outside doors clatter open. Mm. And there is Siraj. (laughs) And then with a quick movement... You see Luca go to Consuela. Okay. And she's like, she's right. She like brushes by you. Right. And she takes her into her arms. Okay. And she's, she latches onto her. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So she's draining her more. If I... If I activated my shepherd's watch, mm. would it hurl them physically away from me? That's a really good question. Yeah. Would it bounce? Yeah. Is it like a little detonating, you know, fireball that just, you know, like expands outward for me and pushes everyone away from me? I'm just trying to think of like the name, like shepherd's watch. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that, where is that? There it is. To prevent others from approaching. No, it would encapsulate you. Okay. So okay. if you create that, it's going to create a bubble around, including Luca, mm-hmm. who is holding okay. Consuela. Um, let's see, it was to cross the barrier from the outside. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, so I'm going to do it anyway, just at least to mm-hmm. keep the others away. Okay. Uh, of course, that makes it difficulty two for yeah. anyone who wants to try and get through, but they don't know that. No, they don't. Um, so I activate the watch mm-hmm. again. And you notice that this time when you activate it, uh-huh. you can actually see where it begins and ends. Oh. It's a sort of iridescent blue mm. um, film mm. that seems to have go to go up. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Around you. Okay. And uh, and then um, <laughs> so I've activated that. 
and then I whirl around mm -hmm. and pull the stake out of Mazarin's heart. Okay. So when you do that, she wait like like <gasps> like is suddenly awake. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've got the stake in my hand, so it's like it's like whoop, tug whoop, other way around. Try and stake Luca. And Luca. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the way she's standing, she she brushed by you. Yep. So she was facing you, your front. Mm-hmm. Or she, yeah, her front was facing you, and then she she grabbed Consuela out of the chair. Yep. And turned around, so her front is facing the the front of the stage. Okay. And she's feeding on her like that. Okay. So are you saying that Consuela is between me and Luca? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Well, she's she's latched on to Consuela. Mm hmm So, um, you know, if I can just do an end around mm -hmm. and just try and maybe stake her from the side. Yeah, yeah. Like just up mm -hmm, under. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, that's what All I'm going right. to try and do. Okay. So, Mazarin's waking up. Siraj, <laughs> basically everything's going to hell right now. Right. Siraj has just burst in through the front door. Mazarin's waking up. I'm going to try and stake Luca. Uh-huh. Anything else before I roll? Nope. Okay. So, dexterity plus melee. Mm -hmm. It's difficulty nine. Yes. Grief. Well... One success. All so, right. um, so then that's going to be my strength, right? Plus the plus, stake damage. Yes. Um, wish I had blood points to spend on boosting my strength, but I really don't. Uh huh. <laughs> it's like I spend one blood point and immediately go into torpor. Uh huh. <laughs> womp womp. Um, so, do you have? You wouldn't happen to have a stake uh, stats on your screen? I there. do. Or on your screen, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for, really quick. No, no, I mean your your storyteller screen. No, those don't. Oh, no, those okay. aren't there. Oh. No. Uh, let's see. <laughs> looking things up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hot looking things up action. Oh man, I really should get some uh, post-it notes in here too. Just to navigate around this thing a little more effectively. Here we go. Combat. And melee weapons chart. Stake. Strength plus one. Right. Okay. Okay, well, I got one one success. I need three successes to actually hit her right, heart. Right, right. But I jammed you've gotten, the stake You've in. gotten through the ribs, basically. Yeah, you've exactly. kind of gone between that viscera. Exactly. Into the rib, like past the ribs, rib cage. Yeah. And she drops Consuela suddenly. Yeah. And okay. is backing away. All right. Do you want to give her a soak roll just to see if it actually yeah. does a box of damage or yeah. not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just pull hers. Stamina. And if she has fortitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. Just saying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't have fortitude. I didn't think she would. No. no. 
Oh, just one success. Oh, that's enough. So, so basically, I, I jammed it in there, but maybe the ribs did actually stop it. Yeah, a you bit. hit it. Yeah. Okay. She drops Consuela, who falls yeah. to the floor. That's all I want. So Mazarin is awake, no, right? Mazarin is awake. Yes. She goes right for Consuela. For Consuela? Yes. For Consuela? Yes. For Consuela? Yes. Why? It's blood. <laughs> oh, fuck. You don't know what state Mazarin is in. Oh, oh God. <laughs> What is Siraj doing? Siraj just is like looking at, at everything happening and he's running up. All right. And then when he's trying to go for Consuela. He's going for Consuela? Just to maybe possibly save her. Uh-huh. He's bouncing of against course. the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... Um, now, in this, in this particular case, I would, I would say I'm going to try and interpose myself. Before she can do anything. Before Mazarin can do anything? Yeah, or, or try and stop her from... Okay. So what is her... Um, let's see. Uh, what is her dex plus wits? It is... Seven. Okay, so roll a d10 and add seven. I'll roll a d10 and add five. That's our initiative. Okay, 15. <laughs> 10. Okay. All right, so she gets in ahead of me. Yeah. Oh my god. So she latches on to Consuela. Luca is like this staggering. It's like, like Joe all over again. <laughs> Luca's staggering back and like pulling this stake out of her side. Um, no? I, since it didn't stick, can I still have it in my hand? Like I, I jammed it in. Okay, and then she brushed bounced away. Bounced off. It just bounced okay, off so her she, ribs. So she reflects. So she uh, flinched, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is that what you would. I don't yeah, flinch, yeah. yeah. And she dropped Consuela. Yeah. And she just staggered. Yeah, so you could still be holding it. Okay. Mm hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Um, mm, man. I, by the way, I'm loving this, but this is so tough because I, I only have one blood point, so I can't be like, you know, blowing blood points on, on uh, discipline use or. I know. Oh, man. Um, I mean, there's just not a whole lot I can do except to try and just pull her off. Okay. So strength plus brawl, I guess. Yeah. God, it's my forte. Mm -hmm. I got one success. Okay, so you're pulling enough on her. Yeah. That she, the Mazarin turns her head to look at you. <laughs> like, like her her mouth was going in, and then I grab her and I'm like pulling her back, and she's still trying to like kind of get her fangs in, maybe, or or did she get her fangs in? Uh, she got her fangs in. Okay. Um, let me just double check to make sure. Mm -hmm. Four. Four. I mean, she is a she is a warrior. No shit. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, she tore Consuelo's neck open. Yeah. No. She is latched. She latched on. Mm -hmm. So you pulling her back. Um, she reacts to that. Mm -hmm. So when she turns her face to you, there's just blood dripping out of her mouth. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, like hisses at you. All right. Um, her eyes are red. I think another self-control role is in, is in order. Mm -hmm. uh, however, I do have calm heart. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it should be okay. <laughs> Let me sign some words. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Um, 
So I'm just looking into her eyes. Mm-hmm. And I just say, not this one. Okay. You know, because I, I know she's like kind of beyond cognitive, mm-hmm. you know, sense right now. Mm-hmm. So I just say, not this one. And then my eyes kind of flick over towards Luca. Right. You know. And so her, even though her eyes are red. Yeah. Suddenly you see her close her eyes and her third eye appears. Mm. And then she very ridiculously fast. <laughs> yes. She basically like, yeah, goes to where Luca is. Okay. Like just launches herself. Okay. Over there. Now I'm going to move in on, on, uh, Consuela mm-hmm. and I'm going to do sense vitality again. Okay. I just want to, is she, I'm sure she's bleeding at this point. Yes, yeah, she is bleeding. Siraj is running up. Okay. Well, he's still outside the barrier, right? He is. Yeah. But yeah. He's, he's Did you still have that in place? He's yeah. at the barrier. He is. Okay. Uh, okay. So how close to death is she? Cause I got three successes again. Very, very, very close. Very close. Okay. Can I give her some of my own blood without it being a full blood point? No. All right, so I look at Siraj. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as there's like these rending sounds coming. Yeah, right? yeah. we'll just let that play out. You hear some yelping and some yeah, some struggling and fighting. Okay, so, so I look at Siraj. You know, deep eye contact, and I just say. Um, promise me you'll get her out of here. And with that, I, uh, well, first of all, I'm, I'm putting my hand on her neck wound mm-hmm. as I'm saying this. So yeah. it's going to close. It will close. close the, the wound bleeding. closes. Yes. And then I, um, do I have my, my blade on me? Yes. Yeah. So then I just reach in my pocket and I cut my wrist and I put it to Consuela's mouth. Okay. You know? All right. And, uh, does she start reflexively? Mm-hmm. She starts drinking. drinking. Yeah. All right. So that's my last blood pool point. So I will go into torpor at this point. Yes. And you do. Shrug emoji. <laughs> Kanye shrug. Kanye shrug. It's all on you, storyteller. <laughs> <You're> like, Shit. <laughs> so. So the, obviously the barrier would fall. The barrier falls. As soon as I... Your pass. wrist falls away from... The length of my torpor will be one week, assuming I wake up. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, as mentioned, characters with zero blood points in their blood pools begin to lose health levels each time the rules call for them to spend blood. When a vampire falls below incapacitated in this fashion, she enters torpor. There she will remain until someone feeds her at least a blood point. If this happens, she may rise regardless of humanity or path rating. Um, it only works for vampires who enter torpor from blood loss. Um, let's see. And then... Yeah. So. Okay. So the last thing you remember mm-hmm. is giving your wrist to Consuela and her starting to drink mm-hmm. and then it just iris out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And 
you wake up. Mm-hmm. It's dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in a garment bag again. <laughs> <laughs> There's a zipper over your face. No, you, uh, you, you are in this strange room. It's very, uh, it's just, it's like this strange, like, it almost feels like a vault. Hmm. Like you are, it's, there's no windows. Hmm. There's, there's a door. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, a light switch in the room. Your night vision, you can mm-hmm. see that. Mm-hmm. And you're on a bed. Okay. It's very simple. Yeah. It almost reminds you of uh, the hospital room, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rest assured. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly the door opens. Yeah. And it's Siraj. Hmm. And he's, he's just comes in and so he okay. walks into the room and he's standing over you. So now that there is there some light coming in now? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you see there's like a little hallway uh-huh. and you hear like, it's strange. It sounds like um, the closest thing you could think of it as like restaurant sounds. Like oh. you hear glasses. Clinking. You hear clinking. You hear people talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's put two and two together on that one. Uh, so, um, and how am I dressed? Am I just wearing my, you're wearing, my old garb? You're wearing the stuff you had on. Yeah. Who, whoever knows how long ago. <sighs> right. Right. I probably feel pretty awful. Hmm. Am I back to one blood point? You actually are feeling not that awful. Oh. What's your full blood pool? 15. Okay. So yours is at about, you, you're feeling pretty damn good. Roll D10 or? Yeah. Roll D10. Mm. <laughs> One. Yeah. D10 plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two. <laughs> That's about right. Okay. Yeah. Fine. So you do feel, you don't feel as bad as you were feeling before, mm-hmm. but you do feel a little, uh, yeah. Pause. <laughs> Sorry. So you're not feeling as terrible. I'm not feeling as terrible. No. And so he's standing over you and do you open your eyes or anything? You said I did. My oh. eyes are open. Obviously I saw Siraj come in. So. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so he looks so down. I'm, like, I'm lying like flat on this bed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. And so, it's, it's, there's like a little, you know, blanket over you oh, okay. and there's a mattress. And, uh-huh. You know, there's like a, some hooks on the wall, so you see like maybe like a, a bag on the floor, like a little suitcase. Oh, you know, just oh. yeah. Is it my suitcase? Is it? Is yeah, it, the it looks steamer, familiar. Is it my steamer trunk? Yes, it's your trunk. Okay, I forgot if that. My battered that. old trunk. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of looking up at him, and I smile, and I say, I don't know what I say actually. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, "How are you feeling?" I think I'm okay. All right. So he hands you a mug full of blood. <laughs> Is this organic blood? <laughs> um, so I, I kind of sit up and swing my legs off the bed and take a sip of it. Ah, that's good. <laughs> 
it's room temp. It's it's really not that good. Oh damn it! But you're drinking it. Yeah, and yeah. it's you know it's sustaining you. Another Give yourself point. another blood pool point. Thank you. All right, and uh, he's just kind of waiting for me to mm-hmm. to regroup to have my moments. Yeah. So I look up at him and I say, "I didn't really expect to make it out of that one. What happened?" Well, a lot happened. Will Bilbo, <laughs> let me tell you about the Battle of Five Armies. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, you gave Consuela some of your blood, but I had to finish the job. What do you mean? I had to embrace her. Swale is a Tremere. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> oh my god, we'll be the original odd couple. Alright, so <laughs> So I kinda hang my head a little bit, uh, but I say, um I say, how does she feel about that? She's adjusting. I'm sure. It was either that or she die. So kind of internally, I'm sort of like, well, maybe death wouldn't have been so bad. <clears throat> I couldn't let her. I understand. What of the others? How is Mazarine? She's fine. She's gone. <laughs> As is her want. Marguerite wanted you to move out, so we brought you here. <laughs> Got evicted. <laughs> Marguerite's like, I'm sick of these. <laughs> I'm sick of these bullshit. Yeah. Get her out of here. <laughs> out. I want you out. <laughs> uh, Mazarin is gone. She is, she is traveling, but she is keeping tabs on you. I am keeping her informed as to your status. Of course. And what of your compatriots? The less you know of that, the better. Mm. But they won't bother you anymore. Mm. I see. I appreciate this, just for the record. Well, it isn't my hospitality. This is Marguerite's friends, and they're... He's just looking around the room. (laughs) I don't know. Uh hospice i i don't know what to call this it's a refuge it's a refuge there a refuge i'll take it i don't imagine i'll be staying here much longer no i had something that i'd wanted to share with you oh because i can't be here much longer i understand and nor should consuela of course she has a long road ahead of her and i must mentor her certainly So I drain the mug. (laughs) Do tell. Well. I have something that I can provide you. It's, uh, so suddenly he's looking around the room and it's like, we shouldn't talk about it here. Let's go somewhere else. Of course. 
get up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, God. Yeah, right. it's painful. It's, yeah. He says, you should really probably have another cup of whatever it is Vite. they're serving here. <laughs> Decaf vite. He just, he, you, the, the, what you're picking up is that he feels, it's almost offensive, like uh-huh. what this is. Like mm. it's, it feels wrong. He doesn't, he doesn't approve. No. Okay. Let me go check. So he leaves the room. Mm. And you're, you see some people walking down the hall. Sure. And you're hearing more people talk. And you hear some music. Mm-hmm. 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 So he comes back. Excuse me. comes back. Someone playing uh, an upright bass. Possibly. <laughs> Smattering <laughs> some, of applause. While someone else is uh, doing, like, you know, uh, free, free verse uh, <laughs> rhyming <laughs> over yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Blue balloon plastic nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he comes in. And... Oh, now brown bureaucrat. <laughs> right. All right, go on. So he he ha- offers you another cup of this room temperature mm-hmm. vitae. Okay. And says, drink drink it down. I know it's probably not easy, but. <laughs> I say at this point, I'll take what I can get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So you drink it. <laughs> another blood pool point. Excellent. I'm generous with blood pools. Yeah, good for you. Mm-hmm. Every storyteller has their own unique although, way of approaching. Although, because you're smaller, you'd probably require like a mug full of that blood. It'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good amount. That's true, As actually. opposed to a big old beefy guy trying to drink this little mug. Of, it's right. like, that does nothing for me. Yeah, <laughs> like, I need you're more. You're going to need a couple mugs. I need, there, like, right? yeah, like mm-hmm. three or four mugs to be like. It's an interesting point about relative blood pool size. Like yeah. volume, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> blood pool by volume, <laughs> not by weight. Nope. So. Okay. So Siraj says, let's be on our way. Let's do. So he takes your trunk. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, oh, we're leaving. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> like you're, like you're out of here. All right. And he looks back. Like, is there anything else you want to do? No. Okay. Can't think of a thing. So. Yes. He. <laughs> are you anxious? A little bit. You're feeling anxious. A little bit. So, so he, so you go into the into the hallway Mm -hmm. you see like down the hall that there's several doors that are set up and they're similar to yours Mm. they're just all like different cells it seems Mm. some are open some are closed Mm. you're making your way through into a kitchen looks Mm -hmm. like an abandoned kitchen there's like nothing in there (laughs) yeah 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 and then you make your way into like the back of the counter of this building so it looks like a diner yeah and everything looks pretty new Mm -hmm. pretty nice yeah right and you see that there is a man and a woman who are behind the counter who are talking to people and they're all, ki- they don't look, they're not kindred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a taller man, kind of balding, mm-hmm. little glasses. Mm-hmm. The woman has like this long flowing hair. Mm-hmm. She's very gregarious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're talking and they turn to see you, but then they see Siraj mm-hmm. and he's just standing there and they kind of just go back to talking to the people they were talking to. And you're making your way through this crowd of like of kindred mm. of other canites, mm. and they're just from all different walks of life. Mm-hmm. It's all of them look different, different ages, different, all different types. And as you are making your way through the crowd, you see Wilma, hmm. Hmm. and she says, "Charlotte, 
So I give her a big smile. Okay. And she puts her hand on your shoulder and says, how are you? I'm well, thank you. A long rest did me good. Good. How are you? Uh, busy. Uh, moving on. I see. Hmm. I, um, I heard about Consuela. Yes. And, um. She looks very grim. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just want to make sure that Max is okay. He'll be fine. Okay. He's aware. Mm-hmm. We're moving, actually. Are you? Mm-hmm. We're going to be moving to Las Vegas. Maybe I'll visit you. Yes. That would be welcome. Seems like it is time to move on, doesn't it? Yes. So she looks up at Siraj and he, they exchange a look Mm. and (laughs) he pats, she pats you on the shoulder and says, it's been good to know you. You as well, Miss Hudson. Thank you for all your help. Of course. She smiles at you. And so Siraj gently pushes you toward the front door. (laughs) Chivies me along. And so some people, you notice perception plus, if you want to do perception plus alertness. Mm -hmm. Or wits, maybe? Mm, Yeah. perception? Well, perception. Um, Three successes. So you notice that there's some people just looking at you very strangely. Hmm. Like, just odd. Like. Like you're a curiosity of some mm, sort. Mm, mm. Maybe word got out. What? Maybe word got out. About what? About my, my dirty little secrets. That you're a salubri? Uh-huh. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I've only like, you know, um, profanely demonstrated it on multiple occasions in front of dozens of people. So There's that. There's also the fact that you are a child. You look like a child. Well, sure. But, you know, you get child vampires from time to time. Yeah, but it, they're not common. No, they're not. So. Although we do seem to have three in this particular chronicle. Well, thing. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> that can also happen. So they tend to cluster together. They do. Yes. So as you leave the building, yeah. you see that you're in like downtown Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. some skyscrapers around and it just looks fairly, you know, just a city landscape. There's a vehicle waiting outside a black Cadillac. Mm-hmm. And so Siraj puts your trunk in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Trunk in the boot. And opens the, yeah, opens exactly. And opens the passenger side and closes the door. And he gets in the vehicle mm-hmm. next to you. All right. Or in the driver's side. Yeah. <laughs> and he... <laughs> car begins driving itself. <laughs> and he drives away. Okay. So you're leaving the city. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're leaving the city. <clears throat> Downtown proper. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it's like, but wait. I... Well, wait a minute. <laughs> so I say, uh, I say, has Marguerite also thrown out my flock? Oh, no. She's allowed them. Some of them have left, though, of their own volition. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. He's driving through the city streets. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose I should, uh, I should touch base, as they say, with them. Um, why? Well, I want to see, if they want to come with me, they should have that right. Well, we're not leaving right away. You'll have time. 
very well. So he pulls up to this park. It's again, it's dark. It's mm-hmm. night, and it's uh, you recognize it as Pershing Square. Mm-hmm. So again, it's very abandoned, mm-hmm. very rundown looking. Mm-hmm. And he escorts you out of the vehicle, mm-hmm. and you're both walking into the park. Okay. There's this little area of the park that seems fairly secluded. Mm. And as you're walking up to it, you notice that there is a, like, it's a stone circle mm. that's been created. Mm. And he walks into it with you and says, yeah, follow me. Okay. And so you're standing there in the circle looking at each other. Mm. And he says, and suddenly, actually, before he says anything, you are feeling this feeling of, like, protection. Mm. Or there's something that's oh, been yeah. created. Mm-hmm. Where suddenly the outside is very far away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he looks at you, looking down at you. Mm-hmm. And he says, Charlotte, a lot's happened, but I just wanted to offer you this opportunity for development. It's hmm. the best way to frame it. Within us, before we were turned, you know, we are human. Mm-hmm. Once we are embraced, then we are kindred or canites. I have a, an incantation I can use that may help you make a decision whether or not you want to continue down this path. Mm-hmm. This incantation will allow you to separate the beast from your humanness, whatever's left of it. You have seemed to have a lot of humanity left inside of you. Mm-hmm. And because of that, that's the only reason I'm offering you this. Excuse me. I dropped my pencil in surprise. <laughs> so I look at him mm-hmm. and I think about that dream that I had. Hmm. And I think about my regrets. Hmm. And my life you know being taken away Hmm. and that I understand why Lucille did what she did Mm -hmm. because much like with Consuela it was that or death and I think that maybe this was part of Lucille's plan all along was to hit that pause button right before that right before the instant of death and buy some time hmm. you know and that in due course I would figure it out and I could resume that life that I was living before mm-hmm. and so I just nod okay 
So he says, if you are agreeable, then I will perform this incantation. And you may feel a split between yourself and your Kenite self. Mm -hmm. You will be presented with opportunities to make decisions. And if you make a particular decision, you may not see me again. Mm. If you choose another way, you will return here. That's solely based on your decision. So he says, he nods, if you're ready. I am. Okay. So, suddenly, you see him standing there, and he is, his eyes are closed, his palms come up, mm-hmm. and they're facing up. Mm-hmm. He's looking up at the sky, and he starts to chant this chant mm-hmm. that just sounds very strange mm. a language that sounds somewhat familiar to you mm. something that you feel deep down inside makes sense and it's saying to split the two to mm. divide the beast from the man mm. it's very it feels very ancient mm-hmm. and he does this for a while and suddenly you feel your third eye like pulsing Mm. and you are suddenly seeing into the past that you had left behind as a little girl. Mm -hmm. You're seeing your parents talking to you. Mm. You're very separated from, from the, from what you're seeing, but it feels very vivid. Mm -hmm. Like you're there. Mm -hmm. It moves you into seeing yourself with your aunts and the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. And then you're seeing your interactions with Lucille as you were as a human. Mm-hmm. The good and the bad. Mm-hmm. And all of this is there. And then it kind of pushes you into this other realm where you are seeing another, a canite feasting on their canite and you know inwardly that this is this is Saulot's diablery mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the sight of it what you're seeing mm-hmm. all unfold in front of you mm-hmm. your body feels very heavy mm-hmm. as you're moving into this other view mm-hmm. which is you older mm-hmm. and you're looking into a microscope mm-hmm. and you're looking at a slide mm-hmm. and you're feeling this room which feels like it's like a lab mm-hmm. you're also seeing you're getting pushed into all these different directions where you are on stage mm-hmm. and you are performing a poem mm-hmm. And reciting a poem and and to an audience who's very appreciative and loving that. Mm. You see yourself possibly with children, maybe your own. And there's a man standing next to you telling you a joke. And you're just looking at all of these different things. Mm -hmm. 
so your body feels very heavy <laughs> and you're not quite sure what to do mm -hmm. as you're seeing all of these different facets mm. so what do you do so it feels like I can kind of almost step forward into mm -hmm. any of those the the any of those pieces feel so vivid and like a door you could walk into. And so that's everything. That's uh -huh. that's my parents. Mm -hmm. That's my aunts. Mm -hmm. It's Lucille. Mm -hmm. It's Salot being Diablaris. That's an interesting one. <laughs> it's it's yeah. me, it's uh, me with a family. It's me mm -hmm. as a mm -hmm. creative, or it's me as a mm -hmm. as a STEM major. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> or as a mom yeah. or an aunt or something yeah, yeah like with yeah, your yeah, family yeah yeah wow and so I realized that what I need to do mm -hmm. is continue on this path of helping people mm. And moving forward, there's a snoring dog in the back. <laughs> moving forward with that and carrying on Lucille's legacy. Hmm. And so I'm going to move towards the vision of me in a lab. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know, because right. I want to. I want to keep helping people. Okay. And Lucille showed me how, like, that's one of the ways you can do it, you know? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, suddenly, even though you were seeing, like, it was, it felt very vivid. Mm. You are suddenly in the body of you, like, mm -hmm. as you saw yourself. Yeah. In looking into the microscope, mm -hmm. you're... You can feel the knob. You're sitting on a mm, stool. Mm, mm. You are wearing a lab coat. You are much older. Yeah. You're probably in your, well, you're around 28 years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. Late 20s. Mm-hmm. And you are looking into the microscope. You're in this lab, as I mentioned, but all the windows are filled with sunlight. Right. And... You see outside that the leaves are on the trees, like suddenly coming into bud. There's mm. a bunch of it's spring. Oh, yeah. And there's people walking and the room, the, suddenly the volume in the room like turns up and you can hear everything mm. in the room. Mm. People are talking, people are writing notes down. You're hearing materials and, and equipment being moved around. Mm. People are talking and someone approaches you. Mm. And says, uh, Charlotte, are you going to be here much longer? So I kind of look up and I blink mm -hmm. and I say, uh, I say, oh, I lost track of the time. What time is it? Oh, it's, uh, it's getting toward five. Oh, um, yeah, I just want to finish up what I'm working on here. Okay. So it's, it's an older man. Uh -huh. He smiles at you and says, all right, well, don't stay too long. It's the weekend. Of course. So he walks away. Yeah. 
and you're in this room, yeah, this lab, hardwood floors, mm-hmm. wooden doors. Mm-hmm. There's a calendar on the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what does it say? What does it say? <laughs> it says, wait, um, it says. Or it shows. It shows. A month. A month. And the month would be. The month is May. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's May. It's. Uh, and down at the bottom of the page is a little year on it. Mm-hmm. And that year would be. What year were you born? What year was I born? Mm-hmm. Well, I was born in 1906. Okay. So it's 1934. Oh, wow. This is this weird alternate timeline. You don't feel like you're a canine anymore. You feel like a human. Yeah, the sunlight is not terrifying me. No. Okay. Hmm. Well, I think I'll stand up and walk over to the window. Mm -hmm. It's kind of look out at the sunlight look at the sun it feels amazing on your face yeah look at how it's casting shadows on the grounds Mm -hmm. outside Mm -hmm. and uh yeah that is kind of taking it all in okay maybe a single salty tear (laughs) runs down my cheek all right. We'll fade out there. Really? Unless there's an epilogue in your mind. No. I don't think so. Okay. Not in, the, not in this moment. All right. <laughs> oh, very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Yes. Okay. Uh, do you have questions or... Oh, I have a ton. No. <laughs> uh, but do you feel... Do you feel happy? I'm completely this? satisfied. Okay. Yeah. 100%. That's a good place to I'm just I'm just sit. I'm just letting it sit. Okay. I'm sitting okay. with it. Okay. In a good way. Okay. I'm savoring it. All right. I'm letting the flavors dance on my palate. <laughs> How do you feel? I just want to make sure you are happy with the ending. I am happy with the ending. Okay. I am. Good. Very interesting though. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What what do you question? Just, do you feel like it's not uh, no, no, no. or uh, no 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 okay no that's what I'm worried about that you feel like it was like a cheat or <laughs> don't do this Gloria uh... <laughs> I just feel like maybe I ruined it or no no okay okay, okay. I'm just I'm just I'm not I'm, I'm having a hard time reading you I think that's why I'm like not okay. sure right. how you're feeling about this I I I've, I'm just as I say I'm sitting with it I am I am absorbing it. It's the end of a chronicle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very satisfying ending. Okay. What I'm thinking right now is what's what is Charlotte studying? What is she studying, or what did she study? Exactly. I think she. Well, I think she's very interested in hematology. <laughs> <laughs> she survived. She survived the flu. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think she's uh, definitely an infectious diseases mm. specialist, maybe specializing in diseases of the blood. Mm-hmm. And I think she has a definite interest in trying to get her hands on some canine blood. I assume she remembers everything. I remember everything, right? All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, studying canine blood, you know, but obviously I can't make that my declared specialty. No. no. And in fact, getting my hands on some <laughs> some of that vitae mm-hmm. uh, will no doubt be difficult. But it's uh, direction, you know, at 28, I'm probably done with my residencies and my internships at this point and uh and moving into uh actual like professional doctor level work right yeah when when do you let's see if you finish pre-med when you're like 22 Mm -hmm. yeah i would just be i would just be finishing my my work my training Mm -hmm. get that get that phd and Mm -hmm all that stuff mm-hmm. so uh so yeah I'm, I'm just starting out did you do that on purpose yeah so i'm just starting out um mm-hmm. my career so right now it's like specializing in diseases of the blood and infectious diseases in general and then um moving but with a with this idea like i can get my hands on some of that <laughs> and study it i want to study it and i want to i want to see if there's like a serum hmm. you know or some other like injectable cure basically because it's like it, you know i was cured well how are you cured? but it was a very mystical cure mm. you know but yeah i don't know it's almost like you're looking for golconda again indeed a scientific golconda yeah yeah is it even possible is it even possible well done <laughs> cool yeah yeah it's over I know. <laughs> yeah well i got to use my shepherd's watch in a very cool way you got to use it a lot where i was like oh shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh was that was that uh um throw, how many monkey wrenches did i throw this session um this one yeah. this particular one yeah not too many. Not they too were many. they were little okay. ones, like like you know Super Mario Brothers three with the tiny little wrenches that those raccoons. It's like those little tiny ones, right? Like those little ones. <laughs> so it wasn't like a big one. Uh-huh. It was just little ones. So you, just, you were just hopping over them. Yeah. But how did you how did you feel? How did you think it ran? Well, let's let's talk about let's do. I know XP is kind of weird. <laughs> it's pointless. <laughs> Why are you giving me XP? I don't Ooh, even need it. You're just rubbing it in. <laughs> I'm not. I just want to make sure. It helps us to create questions, you know, sure, answers and sure, questions. Sure, sure. So okay. let me get our closing, our XP music. Right. Queued up. <laughs> okay. XP music. I do. It helps. All right. <laughs> Man, Siraj lied to me. I'm like, I should go say goodbye to my flock. I'm like, oh, no, you'll have time for that later. <laughs> bastard <laughs> he had his own reasons maybe he's protecting you from something that could be actually why are you looking at your phone just clearing things off while you're doing that we're ready oh we're ready all right so you get one point for showing up okay oh wait wait let me mark this here <laughs> all right one point for showing up what did your character learn over the course of the night's events 
Well, first of all, I know that the Tremere can apparently um, uh, do a ritual that allows uh, a kindred to turn back the clock. Well. Which makes me think that Cher is a Tremere. Of course tr- Cher is a Tremere. Of course. <laughs> um, no, but anyway. It the- wasn't, it wasn't a I mean, do you want to know what it was? I mean, it, it's as many secrets as you want to reveal. It's cool. It was an incantation that allows man and beast to divide. Sure. To split. Yeah. So with that split there, I put in that there's a clarity that happens where you see where your life could have gone as a mortal, as a kindred. So, Which so you one kind of you modified a, an existing ritual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you see these different elements of where you could go... And you follow it. Follow that thread that feels true to you. So and it's then, almost like a reverse of what happens when a ghoul uh, goes without Vitae and, and mm-hmm. all the years catch up with them. Right. It's kind of the reverse of that where mm-hmm. it's like, here's all your years back. Right. What are you going to do with it? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I figured that had to be kind of a, a something that not a lot of Tremere have access to. No. Siraj is a very powerful... So Consuela's in good hands. I gathered. Yes. Okay. So that's a whole other thing. Oh, man. Uh, no, I love it. I love I it. I was not anticipating... No. See, Oh, see that I was thinking about that kind of in the back of my brain. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love is when the mechanics interact with the... Mm-hmm. Because it's like because I couldn't I couldn't spend any blood to heal her. I know. If I'd been able to do that, I know, you know it would have been totally different. It would have been different. totally different. So I love it. I mean, and of course, I spent the entire chronicle in, in fear for her on her behalf that she would get turned. <laughs> so the fact that it happened in the finale is great because it was kind of. I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm sure some of it was intentional, some of it was unintentional, but there were a lot of really good payoffs mm-hmm. and foreshadowings good. that came came back around good. and. So, um, so yeah, other than that, I learned, um, <laughs> did you finally know what Wilma is? Giovanni? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Las Vegas. Oh, Giovanni. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. She's, that makes sense. She's, she's cutting her losses with the antiques business is going to get into more like, um, like uh, commercial real estate, uh, <laughs> dealings and dealings. nice, no. nice. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense. And what of Max? And what of Max? Yeah. He's had a very unique childhood. I'm sure he has. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, what else have you learned? What else did I learn? Well, you get one point for everything you've learned. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Let me rack up these points here. You played your character very well, so you get another point. Yep. Was there any particular role-playing that you were just like, oh, my God, like, this is crazy? Um, and not just this session, but any <laughs> any session. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can get into highlights in mm-hmm. a mo, mm-hmm. but this session, um, you know, as I, I think I mentioned to you in off mic world, <laughs> might have been an on mic world. No, um, <laughs> there was definitely a tipping point where I started to feel very comfortable with this character, mm-hmm. which I find to be the case with all the characters I play, like the same thing happened with Barb mm. in the world of darkness yeah. chronicle where I was really having, I really felt separated from that character. And then there was just this one session about a third of the way through where mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, Oh, here we go. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I find that that happens with me. It takes me a while to get yeah. settled in, yeah. which is very much my 
pattern uh, in general. Yeah, so, that's fine. Um, I'm like a cat, you know, <laughs> constantly circling and then yeah. kneading the bed and then yeah. circling some more. And then and the final, <laughs> it's, like, it's now perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I, I don't know if, why well, I say that to say that I don't know if there was any particular standout moment for me, but I continued to feel very assured of the way I was playing the character Good. and Good. inhabiting the character. Good. Um, yeah, not so much from a role play perspective, but hmm. that whole that whole showdown was great. I oh, really enjoyed that. Good. I really enjoyed that. Good. Yeah. So, good. Anyway. All right. So you get a point for heroism. You mm-hmm. were you were putting your butt on the line mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So end of the story. So did you achieve all or part of your goals you set out to accomplish? I did. Open up that notebook. Yeah. I <clears throat> I did find Riley. Yeah. And I feel I settled up with him. I feel yeah. we reached a, a detente at the very least. <laughs> right. I read the rest of the book. I never did find out who ripped out that page. Hmm. I don't know if you care to tell me or not. Um... I don't think I know myself. Really? I just know that it was ripped out. Someone ripped it mm-hmm. out. Mm. Even today I was trying to figure out who actually did that. <laughs> I just know that it was. It was just a feeling mm-hmm. that that's what happened. Yeah. It's a very interesting move because it's kind of like, as we discussed, that page doesn't give you everything you need, mm-hmm. even if you're able to decipher it. Right. So it's almost like, I almost feel like Siraj did it because mm. it's like a token yeah it's like a trophy well not a trophy but a, well, a souvenir yeah a souvenir uh of this thing that happened basically yeah. you know i i like that idea yeah, yeah. yeah. all right uh and then get siraj and mazarin to talk to each other I you got that so. <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> so you get a point for that yeah let's see you survived against harsh odds and grave dangers you were hunted like a dog ah like a dog so yeah. i mean i tried to ramp that up mm-hmm. like you are people are go- trying to get you for various reasons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you get a point for that mm-hmm. and came up with a brilliant plan or spontaneous strategy that enabled the coterie to survive i'm not sure how much wisdom you i mean i think it's going to be carrying through mm. however your character however she turns up if she's going to be an npc yeah you know who she is mm-hmm. i'm also wondering if she's going to age in the same way Oh, as, right. She might as, be like a Dunedain and age sl- more slowly than yeah. the mortal man. For all those doses of, uh, you know, vampire sure. blood. Or she might age normally, but just age very well. Yeah. You know, like her mm-hmm. her old age isn't particularly debilitating or, mm-hmm. or you know, enfeebling or anything. Yeah. She's just, you know, it's like, I'm 90 years old and I'm still fit as a fiddle. Hey, I can <laughs> kick and I can punch, punch yeah. and I can kick. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yep, so, so anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's it for points. All right, well, I ended up with 8 XP. Wow. So, not bad. I win the game. Oh, my God, you win. I win. The winner is you. The winner is... Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, I was just looking at the... At her um, dots and everything mm-hmm. in terms of, like, where to go. Yeah. With that decision. And... Um, well, she'll be a mortal character now. Yes, exactly. But yeah, she you know, she has dots in academics and medicine and Yeah. So I just kinda thought, yeah, 
I could see her going the doctor route because it's the healer thing. That's cool. I was not expect. I did not know what to expect really? in terms of. You didn't of, have an idea. Mm-mm. Mm. I had no idea where you were gonna take her. I had no idea where that was gonna end up. So well done. <sighs> I I could not have even begun to. Really? Guess. No. Aww. No. I got I got carried away with my emotions as usual. Yeah, I hope Mika's happy. No. Uh, <laughs> it's not why I brought it up. <laughs> I just it's just it's weird. I never know when things are gonna strike me. Yeah. And so So what was striking to you about that? I don't know. It just felt very poignant to think about all the different routes that you could have taken and Mm-hmm. Yeah. Making that decision, like where do I wanna go? Sure. Do I wanna remain Kindred? Do I wanna be a, a human again? What would have happened if I'd gone for the Salot getting diablerized route? Oh, girl. That <laughs> was... You'd have been running scared. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Well, after that, then it was just all bets are off. Like, But so... would I have like literally gone back to the Dark yes. Ages? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. It was a definite choose your own adventure. Uh... No shit. Yeah. Where yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I flipped you an item tree and can immediately see that I fucked up because yeah. there's a your your life and adventure end here. Yeah, you're like, damn it. <laughs> Funny. But yeah, you Well, that would have been an interesting chronicle. Second yeah. secondary chronicle. Yeah. But like I said at the top of this, I'm I'm very, perfectly satisfied with this being a single chronicle character. So because of that, mm-hmm. this is almost better. Because yeah. if she had remained uh canite then it's like well you know what of, what of her other adventures you know and as a mortal it's kind of like well of course she's still living her life but it's you know it's like i'm happy to bring her in as an npc basically yeah you know? i know so it's like a weird i'm just picturing a write-up about her like mm, charlotte winchester mm, like and who knows if you change your name or whatever so people right, wouldn't find you right but it's like she's known to be like she was a former kin like former kindred yeah like who is that like how is that or i think it's like i i personally i think like other kindred would be like oh yeah like there's even the ones who who even knew about it mm-hmm. was like yeah you know back in 67 mm-hmm. <laughs> you know there was yeah. this salubri who showed up in la named charlotte winchester and they wouldn't connect it with charlotte winchester the mortal it would just be like oh that's just coincidental they have the same name yeah you know yeah so like like if one met her be like I've heard of a Charlotte Winchester, but it couldn't be you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, or maybe some that are still living, like kindred that are still like, mm-hmm. they recognize you like, oh. yeah, except I'd be grown. Exactly. You know? so, You'd be this older woman. But it's just like, it's like hmm. hmm. You look nah, familiar. Couldn't be. Like, couldn't could not, be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I mean, can I start peppering you with questions? If you want to know things. I do. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> Who, <laughs> who do you, do think, you think you are? are? Um, <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> At what point? Did, I mean, this was the Golconda campaign yes. or Chronicle. Yes. So, yes. I I passed through Golconda, correct? You did. I did. So, congratulations on that. Just incidentally, oh. because you did it perfectly. Oh. Where it's like there was nothing signposted in any way. Yes. It's just like you're on this journey. Yeah. That's, that was the intention. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, you know, enlightenment for, for a Buddhist. You know, yeah. it's like, this is something you're doing. Right. But no one's going to like descend from the heavens and Mm-mm. be like, all right, go, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like when you finish, it's like, great job, you know. Why is it darn Pardo? <laughs> Why is Don Pardo the one giving you like, <laughs> thumbs up? Thumbs up. 
Um, so Don Pardo's ghost, which sounds exactly like Don, Don Pardo. Pardo yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was great. That was really good. Yeah, I wanted to make it individual. Like, if you were seeking it, mm-hmm. it was a gold, it was intentionally Golconda. Yeah, Lucille was emphasizing that. Like, yeah. you need to seek it out yourself. Yeah, I I don't know if Lucille wanted to seek it out for herself. Mm, mm. She's a very strange character. Mm-hmm. Lucille's very weird. Yeah. Um so I don't know if she was I think she thought there might be hope for you. Like yeah. if you like you would probably be the one who would like to to do this. Uh-huh. Um, like it, this, it this wasn't might suit this you. isn't my this isn't for me to do. It's, it's not my calling, else. it's for somebody else yeah. to do. And so I think And so you you indicated that you want to explore more of her character at some point. I love the idea of doing like a well, so I don't know Victorian age vampire, Victorian yeah. with Lucille. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be right up against meeting um, Charlotte. Charlotte. Well, it depends. I mean, set in the seventies or the eighties, you know, eighteen mm-hmm. seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was she was um, she started with the Revolutionary War. I mean, right. she was an indentured servant right. who was brought over. Yeah. From London, and then oh, I see. And then she was, she met a man, um, and he went off to go fight. And she was like, like I mentioned, she was pregnant, and then mm-hmm. she had a baby that was stillborn. Mm-hmm. And but her midwife, the only person who would help her, was this salubri mm-hmm. midwife. Mm-hmm. God only knows where she came from, right? And so she's the one who um, Lucille was going to die in childbirth, and so she saved her, right? And so that's that's hers. That's part of her story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's see. Just trying to think of anything else. I think I I think I identified all the characters with their clans. <laughs> oh yeah, let me look at the list. Oh well, okay. So what the what what was the deal with the closet monster? That was a shimishi. Was it? Mm-hmm. Oh. So so that was something that I. I thought, like, I was looking through, like, how do I incorporate a shit machine? Yeah, this? really. You know, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so, um, you okay there? Uh, I, I need a charge for my computer. Oh, okay. Yeah, keep talking. Okay. So, so I was looking through all the different things and all the different things that every clan could be, and like, here's ideas for this clan, like, right. type. This is this type. That's this type. So, Shimishi came up as urban legend. And so it was like, yeah, if you're a shimishi and you're hanging out in a city, if you just want to fuck with people and like distort your image and, and be a different thing. Right. So I was looking up different urban legends. And so I thought, okay, you'll be like a, a you know, a monster in the closet. Mm-hmm. That's like an urban legend. Like there's a monster in my closet. Right, right. And then I thought, oh, the, the hitchhiking, like the, the scary yeah. hitchhiker. Yeah. That's so that and that was Simichi just moving on to, yeah. to their next uh, yeah. place. This so, is kind of a weird wanderer. Yeah, a weird wanderer that feeds on things and drifter, drifter, like mm-hmm. a drifter who just would morph itself to fit. And it kind of found you fascinating, Big Shock. But yeah. <laughs> and so it moved, and so it was on the fringes of that hot, that you know the Umbra, like that weird yeah, the dark, space dark where Umbra or whatever. yeah, where yeah. the where the hospital was, mm-hmm. and it knew you were there. It just didn't know how to get in. Right. So it was right. kind of waiting for you to. Leave. Oh, yeah, that was a great scene. That, that was, was definitely a highlight yeah. for me. So yeah, so the Shimishi was uh, a <laughs> was urban legend. Nice. Just generally, and uh, how did I describe it? 
Uh, it's all in your head, mm. but it's really not. It's, it's very real. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you could hear. I mean, you could hear it. You could feel it yeah. and smell it. Yeah. Um, it was definitely there. Wow. The Rat Queen was, was a Nosferatu, form, formerly Miss California, USA, 1954. Mm-hmm. I thought about having a gargoyle, but mm. I just there wasn't enough time. Yeah. Man. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. So, so how do you feel like that structure worked out for you, the 13 clans? It was challenging. Yeah. It was really hard. Yeah. And it, but it was fun at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. fun. Because I could pull in different people. And yeah, you did a good job. I you just make, wanted. You mixed it together really well. Yeah, I wanted it to mix up. And it was fun. Good. Yeah. Yeah, so Chronicle Highlights. Uh-huh. Oh, you don't have any other questions? Not right now. I'm okay. sure I'll think of some. <laughs> oh, wait, what's blah? Yeah, exactly. Uh, of course, attacking Phil Silvers. That's <laughs> the, the legendary moment of this chronicle. I hope not. That was such a throwaway. <laughs> it was, but it was great. It was a great moment. And just frenzying out like that. It's very interesting to me that that's the only frenzy I, I ended up dealing with. I, as, a, as a storyteller, I'm not very good at providing those frenzy moments. It can be tough tough to know it can be tough um, yeah. and but also i mean i i have what was it iron iron will exactly. or whatever yeah so i was getting these bonus die whenever mm-hmm. you know and my self-control is for right you know so um, you had a lot a lot going for you. I had a lot going for me to prevent frenzy which was intentional on my part mm-hmm. i'm in maxed a little bit that way yeah you did uh <laughs> So it's not surprising, but I'm glad I had that moment because it was it was really good. Yeah, and I and and it's legendary because of the, the the gag, but also because I think it's just a very, you know, it's an iconic moment. It's like Aaron eating Barkley. You know, it's just like uh. it's like one of those one of those like early Chronicle moments where it's just like I lost control of myself. Mm-hmm. You know. And I've, Jumping out of windows, another highlight. <laughs> yeah. Especially that initial one, mm-hmm. jumping out the top attic window from right. the seal's uh, house. Yep. Um, and then, um, yeah, God, just too many, really. I'm just, I'll just end up recounting. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, in terms of this session, I thought the uh, the showdown at that whatever temple thing. Masonic temple. It was a Masonic temple. That's mm-hmm. what I thought, maybe. Um, was great because it was very yeah. dramatic. Good and oh, I, also, good. I also did like it because it um it was like a way to present present a combat heavy encounter. Yeah. For a character who is not optimized for combat. Right. So it was cool in that way. The Mazarine was a great character because it mm. was like she never she was never overused. Yeah. But she was a great kind of fallback. Mm-hmm. It's what you kind of have to do. In these duet games, if you have a character who's not mm-hmm. able to handle themselves very well in right. a physically threatening situation, yeah. you want to make sure you have an NPC there and kind of bail their ass out. <laughs> totally, know, totally. Possible. Yep. So I pre- that was well done and uh, nicely, nicely handled. So of course Babette's still out there doing her, <laughs> doing her thing. Do you want to know about Babette or? How yeah, let's let's hear it. You don't have to. No, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Well, Babette is. Uh, because I probably won't won't use her. She's an Asamite. Right. Her um <laughs> her nature is eye of the storm, her demeanor is competitor. Oh funny. So that's why she was very like kind of 
getting in your business. Yeah. Kind of talking to Consuela a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she is a Romani girl, uh-huh. and she was in the Sisak children's concentration camp. Oh, shit. And she survived. Oh, wow. Okay. And then she was embraced. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. She's seen some shit. She's seen some shit, yeah. And she experienced a lot of crazy shit. But what she does is she's like... She's opportunistic, so mm. she'll find people that will take care of her. Yeah. And then she... Kind of a let the right one in. A little bit like that. Vibe. Yeah. and yeah. But then also with, the, with an agenda. Mm-hmm. So if she comes into a situation and she's like, I'm not the cutest or I'm not the, <laughs> you know, right. I'm not like the precious little thing that I'm going to... I'm going to start ripping people apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's an assassin for sure. Just a child assassin. Yeah. Mm. Which is... That's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's good use of a child. Yeah. Child yeah so the ones that I made concept. up. Yes. So the ones I made up was Wilma. Yeah. Babette. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are just for kindred. Yeah. Uh, Father Cruz. <laughs> yeah. Joe. Uh, Lobo. No, Lobo's not made up. I did not make him up. Joe. Oh. Uh, the Rat Queen. Luca. Lucille. Mazarine. Uh, Moonbeam. Starbuck. <laughs> Riley, Siraj. This is why there is that huge gap between the prelude and us starting. Because you're like, I, I've got more work to do. Yeah, the urban <laughs> legend. I made up all of those. Wow. And then in, in addition, all the mortals I made up. Yeah. Too. Yeah. The ghouls, um, Henry and Emma. All right. So let's talk about Emma. <laughs> Incidentally, also, just in terms of Chronicle Highlights, the, the entire the entire arc with joe was great oh yeah, good really enjoyed that yeah. really really enjoyed that uh tragic and yeah and uh difficult gothic yeah yeah so um so emma what about emma <laughs> what could i have done just could have been nicer what, what? but she was okay so here's she was the thing. putting up a wall man. She was, well Go on. she was she was in love with lucille ah uh, see i knew there was something there i wasn't i yeah. wasn't picking up on yeah, so it was pretty bad. <laughs> I see. I yeah. get it. Yeah, it seemed like it was more than just like, I miss Lucille, you know, no. and, that's, and that's what kind of confused me because I'm like, it's hard to be. You're like, I to, miss Lucille too, but. Exactly. Exactly. It's hard to empathize with somebody who, you know, has this kind of like hidden. Because if, if you don't know what, what's going on with them, mm-hmm. then it's kind of like, I don't know how to approach you, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know how to had an interface with you and i thought basically. that was a good thing to play up because Definitely. that happens in real life where you're just there's like, that I and, I, and like, i and i stand by also my just sort of patrician snobbery side mm-hmm. of it too where it's just like although i care for emma and she has cared for me i definitely can't help but see myself as being on this different level not necessarily better but just separate upstairs downstairs kind mm-hmm. of thing you know mm-hmm. so it's, it's very hard for me to like go and be like Tell me about how you're feeling. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, so. And you're a child. I mean, and there's that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think we talked about like she, she matured intellectually, but not necessarily emotionally. Right. right. Yeah. So there's a combination of those factors. Plus, she maybe they didn't want you to know about them. Who's they? Lucille and Emma. Oh, oh, they actually had a thing going. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. It wasn't unrequited. No. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I imagine they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm just like, what am I not seeing? Mm-hmm. But I think that reflects like what happens in real life. Yeah. It's like you don't have the whole story. Right. And so someone might be treating you a certain way and you're like, I don't know why you're doing it. Exactly. Like, so I wanted to play that ambiguity up and you good. played right into it, which was really good. <laughs> played you like a fiddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also Alice Nichols, the mortal who recognized yeah, you. Yeah, good old Alice, mm-hmm. which may be in my in my revived mortal life. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a friendship with her or something. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you might travel to California together when she decides to retire. That's oh well, yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Yeah, Charlotte probably stays in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. does her uh, does her residency at Brown. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ends up working at the whatever the hospital is in Providence. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. (laughs) Anything else? You're good? I think I'm good for now. I feel very satisfied. Good. Like I said, I'm sure other things will pop up. That was the main thing I was worried. I just wanted you to feel happy with the whole thing Mm. and how things turned out. Oh, yeah. That it felt like a satisfactory story. Very much so, yeah. Yeah. You know, just... That's that's the main thing I was hoping for. Cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully we achieved it. I'd say we did. Great. Good. Well, thanks again for Thank trusting you. me. And of course, thanks for running it. Mm-hmm. I know it was difficult at times to work that into your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate it. Was, it was, but it was it was worth it. I think it was definitely. And I, oh, I threw I tried to throw little things in there, mm. just little hooks for you for yeah future things oh, yeah. even if it's something like as dramatic as cassandra you know and why she chose to do that and if amy was to ever find out like wait mm. a minute <laughs> um the piece of paper on the seat of the vehicle we don't know whose car that is we're not sure I've got some ideas could be anybody's could be anybody's and and then being in Taste of LA, like yeah. when it, in its first inception. Yeah, when it first opened. Mm-hmm. And maybe Charlotte was the reason why. It's like, we need to put Kindred somewhere where, like. <laughs> maybe. You know? Or she was one of the first, at mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so. That was good. I just wanted to touch upon some of the things that we, you know, we've already explored. No, it was a great prequel chronicle because mm-hmm. it had just enough in terms of cameos mm-hmm. and little winks and nods without it being too. Mm-hmm. overbearing or mm-hmm. or too winky yeah you know and um yeah it succeeded good yeah yeah we might see some of these npcs in future chronicles <laughs> yeah so. that's what's even weirder yep so. yeah we're just trading npcs back and forth <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right cool well. well thanks for going along on the ride thank you for you're welcome driving it absolutely driving the ride <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to end it on a good note, yeah. professional note, but apparently not. What kind of operation thing we got here. <laughs> One day see a strange little girl look at you. One day see a strange little girl feeling blue. She'd run to the town one day, leaving home and her country fair. Just beware when you're there, strange little girl.